0: Are listening to the heavy metal hangover where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy with your hosts wearing jeans and leather not cracker jack clothes rex and duff welcome to another episode of the heavy metal hangover my name is duff my name is Rex and here we are again another late Friday night two guys sitting in their basement spot as exciting as that, folks. Um, it's really... <laughs> Two chimps on a Davenport. A Davenport. A Daven... What a great word. Davenport. It's just... One of those... You, you just don't hear it. I, what's a Daven? I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, uh... It's like a... It's a cow... It's like a... It's like a It's couch, a prayer.
1: A, what's In that? Judy, it's a prayer. Well... No, but I'm saying I'm... it's it's like a it's like a a, a a love seat or a couch, if I'm not mistaken. No, I know a Davenport's. I know what that is, oh. but you know it's a Davenport. So what? You know what I mean? Like Davenport? port. Oh. Like I was, you know, like you say a carport. Like in I think in England sometimes they call a garage a carport. You know, so that's a port for a car. So I was curious, like, what is a Daven? Is it a butt? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> This is my oh, port. I was like, it's a it's a couch. I'm like, sorry, I I,
0: I thought you were confused about. Okay, no, gotcha tr- now, dude. You're, you're dude. You're, I grew you're, up. You're,
1: I grew up with my grandmother. I've heard Davenport a time or you're, two. You're, going, you're 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 trying to get all like root
0: words here. You know what? Well, the the the, the Latin root for that is butt. Um, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do for your next band. What? You know, because you, you there's goat whore and goat penis and goat belt buckle and Davenport. all the goat bands. You could be Goat Davenport, but also if Goat Davenport always already exists, you could be Goat and then just start getting like use your use your powers of Latin root words and just go have fun with it. You know, that's what I that that's what I think. That's what I think you got to do. Um, sorry for the record, uh, it, I think it, it might have been. I don't know if it was on season one or season two of the show, but we had a laugh one night about um, the. Large number of bands with the word "goat" in their band name, like Goat Horror, who's an amazing band, absolutely amazing band. Yeah, I might go try and see them in November. They're coming around New Jersey, but there's a whole bunch of other ones. You know, there's Goat Penis and whatever. I I don't remember, but there's a ton of them. Um, (laughs) You know, like literally, like if you need a band name, start with "goat," and there you go. Whatever you come up with. It's okay, <laughs> you know, just make sure we got to Google it to make sure there's not already that band exists. which actually the problem with this I, is I think it, there's literally possible.
1: every piece of anatomy of a goat. There has been a band named after it already, you know, like somebody in a band is like is like uh, ho- hopefully he dates he dates
0: a nurse or someone that's taken anatomy and physiology is like, I need some help. <laughs> I need help naming my band. Can I see your book? gets a textbook to find to find a piece of anatomy that hasn't been attached to goat yet
1: goat humorous (laughs) it's just
0: god it's still funny goat metatarsal you know what though (laughs) you know what though um we 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 can say this really quick we actually have some fun stuff we want to talk about today
1: but um by the way uh davenport was because there is a manufacturer named a.h davenport company and they called the, the 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 couches they were making Davenport's. So that gotcha. solves that mystery. Thank you, oh, internet. So, yeah. So it came from a, a brand name that, yeah. that would make sense. It's like Band Aid or Kleenex, you know. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, lots lots of things. Um, I was uh, hoping it was something cool. Like Daven meant ass, so it meant like ass port. No, no, oh, no, no, su- oh, no such no such luck. Well, no directly such luck. up your
0: ass. Yeah, that would be way more fun. Um, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm going to throw this out. Um. Mainly, mainly just because it's top of my Look, we're not doing Picks of the Week, right? We're, we're not. Uh, and we're not doing Picks of the Week this week only because we got other fun stuff to talk about. But I will throw this out since we just mentioned that. Um, I, we were talking going in. I was saying how um, I really would feel bad about making my Pick of the Week because I've only heard a couple of tracks off of it. But uh, the new album by Dying Fetus, all right? Um They've got an album, it it just came out, or it's coming out. It's called Make Them Beg for Death. Actually, I think it came out today. I was listening to it online, so I don't know if, um, I think it's been officially released. That's neither here nor there. Here's his band. Here's Dying Fetus, right? They're a power trio. (laughs) They are legitimately an amazing band. I am not afraid to say they are not a band I have ever spent a lot of time listening to. They're a bit outside of my wheelhouse. They're not a band I was ever a huge fan of. They were on my really short list at Vakken of bands I wanted to see live, though, because I've watched a ton of live videos of these guys, and I know they're really good. I was listening to their new record. I mean, it's really good, right? I, and I'm digging it. One of those where they're pushing a little bit away from uh, from kind of the metal I'm really into. Technical death is really not my thing, but they're good at it. And they're so good at it. That I find myself being like, man, this is really cool. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And you mentioned to me, they're just a band whose name isn't doing them any favors. And I know we talked about this a long time ago. But, you know, you were talking about seeing goat horror. And, like, I was talking about Dying Fetus. Bands whose names just don't do them any favors. It's it's inter- it's, it's an interesting thing to me. Because in in metal... It's weird when you think about that, because a band like Dying Fetus, a band like Rotting Christ, a band, you know, whatever, any of these, you start asking yourself: At what point is it is a an outlandish or obnoxious sounding name? When is it an asset? When is it a liability? When you know when 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 what is it doing you favors? When is it harming you? When is it hurting you? It's really interesting when you think about it. Um, I don't. I don't even know if this is a, necessarily a topic of. I don't know if this is going to spark much conversation right now. It's not really what I mean, but I. I, I do find I find that it, especially in metal, you know, with something that with, with metal, which is, and, and let's be fair, Goat, whore, Dying Fetus, Rotting Christ, whatever. There's a ton of bands like this. They're all abrasive bands. Die, you know, Dying Fetus is abrasive. They're only going to be at, like, metal shows. They're clearly... It doesn't matter what their name is, they're not going to get airplay, you know? So this is not a band whose name is going to really stop them from becoming a band that plays arenas, you know? Like, that. that's, that's not going to happen. Um, I'll put it this way. Like hate eternal versus dying fetus they're not really the same thing but let's just roll with it you know the fact that dying fetus's name is a little more ridiculous it's not going to really hurt them and actually dying fetus is probably the bigger of the two actually no they certainly are the bigger of the two bands but besides the point i just i I don't know i find it an interesting thing in metal where there's that where there's that balance between the ridiculous the, the the well some band names are just stupid but those ridiculous names like that. Well, because, you know, Rod and Christ, um, that really upset Dave Mustaine, and he had them, like, pulled off a tour because, like, well, you know, whatever. Dave Dave, Dave Mustaine gets his panties in a bunch over everything. Um, he probably just kicked him out of the band because he didn't think of the name first. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but, I mean, legitimately did get them kicked off a tour. Now, would that tour with Megadeth have really di- I don't know. I don't know. Did it impact the band in any way? Were they upset? Did the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a clue. But it, it does sometimes. So anyway, I just thought it was a, it was a point worth throwing out that I, I often wonder with a band like Dying Fetus, I agree with you, their name does them no favors. I agree that with Goat Whore, their name does them no favors. On the other
1: hand, I don't know. Does it, it, does it help them stand out? i think I it's just like i think it's just one of those things where you know how it is um it, it's it's a shock you know what i mean like sh- i mean it's shock rock you know it, i mean that's something that's never gone out of style um my, my biggest thing is like you know i i and not only that but you know how it is you know you and I wouldn't go into our office and if our boss was like, what are you listening to? We wouldn't say goat whore. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, at least I wouldn't. I mean, not in my yeah. office, I wouldn't. Well, um, let me, let me, actually, you know what? On that note, and I, I don't
0: want to interrupt you, but this is exactly on what you're saying. Here's a serious question for you. You like goat whore. I know you like goat horror. I mean, they're a great band and I, and I know you like them. And you just said yourself, you're, you're thinking about maybe going and seeing them, right? Yeah. Are you going to buy a t-shirt? No. Why not? Because it's—I mean—it's a stupid name. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. That's what I'm asking. You're, you, you, you—you're you're not going to buy a T-shirt, and is it because you're gonna—you're not a big enough fan of theirs, or is it because I don't want goat horror written across my chest? I mean,
1: look, I—I'm not—I have no problem with their band name. No,
0: but I have that's no what I'm problem with people
1: who wear their shirts. I have no problem with with people who love the. I—I just—I personally. Don't want goat whore written across my chest. I mean, that's just my choice. Like, and no, again, you know, you you can call me whatever names you like. It, would I put it on my battle vest? Yes. Would I wear okay. it to Target? No, probably not. You well, know? no, the reason I'm at, that's why I was asking. You know, where,
0: um, and maybe to Target is is a silly example because, like, I know you have like cannibal corpse shirts that are a bit violent. And maybe you wouldn't wear them to Target, but uh, you I know, did. I did. Well, no, whatever. We my point is, um. My point is, though. Now, now I get it. You're you're not you're not uh, eighteen, you know.
1: Uh, I mean, so when we, I was sixteen, I probably would have. When yeah. I was in my twenties, I probably would have. As you know, I, and again, I'm not saying people who do wear it to Target, or I'm no, not judging not really. anybody. I'm not. No. I'm not. If I saw a dude in a goat horse shirt at Target, I'd probably be like, "Hey, dude, they're awesome." Well, dude, it's it, just my, me. My, my no, 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 no. That was my point. My point, though, is you don't
0: care that other people wear it, but you would go see them live. You will probably like it. I've you bought the their albums. Her- I've paid for their album. Right. You are someone who, if you like a band and you've bought their vinyl and you go see them, uh, if because, I mean, you're going to more shows now, but it's not like, you you know, you you still have to go into the city. It's not like you're going to a show every No, Godor is
1: actually playing in Jersey, so. Oh,
0: well, whatever. My point is. When you go to a show, provided the t-shirts are not outlandish in price and provided they have a cool one and in your size, you are likely
1: to buy a t-shirt at most shows. Yeah, I was disappointed. What? I tried to buy a shirt at Anvil and they were out of they were out of triple X. The well, old, I, I take that back. There's one condition. So, I and this kind of bugged me at Revocation and Crypta. I still bought shirts, but it kind of bugged me because when I buy a shirt at a show, I like to have the tour dates on it. Um just because look, if I'm paying fifty like forty to fifty dollars for a t shirt or even thirty to forty dollars for a t shirt, I feel like it should be something unique. Not just one I could probably buy on Rockabilia in two weeks for half the price. You know what I mean? Like Look, I'm all for supporting bands, but it's one of those things where if you want me to pay pay a premium price, give me something that's that makes the price worth no, it. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No. Like, no, I, give I, me I the.
0: That. Totally agree.
1: You know, and look, I, I know. I and look. I'm not trying to throw bands under the butt. I'm not trying to say, oh, bands need to spend more money on their merch. I know they're they're getting they're getting hosed by by. But I'm saying, like, if you got a double sided shirt, anyways, instead of putting the picture on the back, like, put the tour because you know you could throw those up on your website after the tour and people will buy them like you know people people who maybe didn't have the money on them at the time or or people who hell people who couldn't make the show but still want to support the band but so that's what i'm saying like so that's my other exception i don't want to derail what you were asking me but that's my other exception like if i go to a show because that's what happened with anvil I was like, do you have that tour shirt? No. Do you have that tour shirt? No. But we have this Anvil shirt, and it's a, it's a picture of the album. I'm like, is there anything on the back? They're like, no. And I'm like, I really want to support Anvil, but I'm not paying $45 for a shirt that's just a picture of the album with nothing else on it. So I'm like, I bought something else. Like, I think I bought a patch or, you know, but I'm like, I want to support the bands, but at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm getting ripped off by the bands.
0: <laughs> you no, know I, right? I, I, I totally agree. Anyway, the the point I was getting at is, again, Ceteris Paribus, Ceteris Paribus, all things held constant, meaning they have your size, you like the band, you, you know, they have a shirt you like, dot, 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 dot. You, as a heavy metal fan, but also someone who realizes that there is a normal world out there, that is a band whose t-shirt you wouldn't buy for you. Because yeah. of the name Goat whore. yeah, That's I mean, all look, I meant. I, I, that's what I'm saying, you know. So, in your, so in your case, in your case, and, and look, I'm using you as an example, but let's be fair. The crowd is not all 18-year-old kids. There are plenty of us that have been at a death metal for a very, very long time. You're not going to be the only person your age. You're not going to be the youngest person at that show. You won't be. There will be- I won't be other- the oldest person at that show. No. You will be- there will be plenty of people over the age of twenty-five that are at that show that are also not gonna buy a t-shirt because they don't want to walk around with goat horror across their chest. Now
1: well, that's that what I mean. mean. It, it's that, that's like all that. I it, meant
0: where where it in your personal case, that is a barrier that stops you from buying their merch. In, in other words, their name is the only reason you wouldn't buy one, and that's the thing too. Like, and and you know where it, it's a case of yes, it's actually hurting them for you. Like, but again,
1: on the other hand, it might help them. Uh, now, other- now look, if I, if I saw a ten dollar goat whore shirt, I'd be like, oh, I could wear that to a concert. Would I wear it to a death metal show? Yeah, I wouldn't give it. I would right. no, almost. I almost said I wouldn't give an S. I, I wouldn't care. Would I wear it to death metal? show? Yeah, but I'm not going to spend forty to forty five dollars on a shirt that I know that nine times out of ten I'm going to look at that shirt and be like. Ah, uh, you know, I just don't think this is appropriate for Target. Look again. Right, well, and look again. If if I saw some I, and I I just want to make it clear that I am not saying you shouldn't wear that to there no. or you shouldn't wear this here or you shouldn't not what I'm saying. I'm saying me who has nieces and nephews who I take out a lot um whom, you know, are are younger, you know, it, it's that it's more that like you know what I mean? Like, I, I spend a lot of time with my nieces and nephews, and when I take them to, like, the store or when I take them for ice cream, I'm thinking to myself, like, will I wear a Cannibal Corp. shirt sometimes? If it's the logo shirt, yeah, who cares? Um, would I wear my, like, fire up the chainsaw with a guy with his head getting cut off on a on a shopping trip to Target? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those I, things, I guess, too. You well, know what I mean?
0: And again, I was just... I, the point... All I'm making with the point is they're... You you when you mentioned to me that's a band whose name is not doing them any favors. It's just again you you just were kind of proving the point that there are going to be plenty of situations that just their name is harming them in some way. Well, you know, but on the other hand. How many people were like dying fetus? I got to check that band out. I don't know. Maybe that happens too. Maybe their band name or sorry, we're talking about goat whore, but dying fetus the same way. Well, for a long time, there might be kids out there like goat whore. Well, that sounds awesome. I got to check them out
1: for a long time. I didn't take them seriously because I'm like, that's such a ridiculous name and I never listened to them. And then I listened to was it carving out the eyes of God? And I was like, this is pretty good. Like, and you know, seriously. and, And I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I will say, though, for the longest time, I ignored them because I'm like, that's just such a stupid name. Like, it's such a ridiculously stupid name that, like, I'm like, I I just I can't imagine that they're they're anything but like, a, you know, that that they're worthwhile. Right. And then one day I did listen to them because I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I've seen this band's name enough. I got to, like, at least check them out. And then I really liked them. So. You know, I mean that's the other thing too. Like I see some of these, you know, and I, all, a lot of metal bands have ridiculous names. Like not even like offensive names, but just like ridiculous well, names. Let's be fair. Cannibal Corpse is a ridiculously stupid name. It is a ridiculous name. name. In, and you in, know,
0: in 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 the they've been around for so long that they're just kind of commonplace that no one really thinks about it. But that name is outlandish and stupid.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's but, awesome. But I mean, it's also not cannibal whore. You know what I mean? No. Like <laughs> like cannibal whore. I'd be like, huh, I don't know. well, and, but, and look, and the, the, the thing is, I, I, I want to I, I, I make it clear. I am not uptight. I am no. not saying that, well, you no, know, I'm, why, not, I'm not, I'm not looking YouTube's at that band name saying, oh, I'm embarrassed. I, you know, no, I'm looking at that saying like, I don't know. Like I, I, you know, that's the other thing too.
0: Like, it is though. That's why you're a good example of this. You know what I mean? Like that's why I said Ceteris Paribus. Like all things held constant. Like you're probably not going to wear it solely
1: because their name is Goat Whore. Now, honestly, that's and, and that's if the it one was like if it tractor. was like even if it was like goat death or goat like hoof or I'd wear that. It's the fact that it's goat whore. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, people who don't know what it is are gonna think I'm into screwing goats. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the other thing too. I'm thinking to myself, I mean, walking around you in the shirt, in Jersey, people are gonna be like be domestic- People are gonna be like Jersey. Dude, it might be a turn on for some people. Dude, that guy screws
0: goats and he pays for it. <laughs> like, that guy screws goats and he's willing to advertise
1: it. He's awesome. He um, rules. Somebody's gonna see my shirt and go, "Oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah." But like, and and the the
0: thing about me though is it's also a little different if there's a... like Cannibal Corpse. Here's I, I will make this this difference. Cannibal Corpses, that band was always, especially now, they're, they're over the top for the sole purpose of being over the top to where it's borderline kind of funny. Well, you they know? even say it's funny. No, I mean, it's there, there's there's a tongue in cheek over the top. Like Cannibal Corpse is so, uh, it's outlandish.
1: You know what I mean? We talk out- to them. No, I know. They, but we, saying, we, told, like, we we told we we told them. We asked them like, dude, like what we asked them about their songs. And they're like, we just sit around and come up with the most screwed up like funny, hilarious, outlandish stuff we can.
0: Well, I mean, like well, hey, you know what though? It's it's Cannibal Corpse is like Steel Panther. Steel Panther is purposely blowing it out of proportion to the point where like that's, you know, that's silly, that's funny um goat horror. I don't take it that way. I take it as that's a stupid band name. and i like dude if i met the guys in goat Horror, i'm flat out looking you and go your band is amazing your band name sucks i don't i think it's stupid and, and i'm clearly clearly i am not offended by that name i'm not offended by i'm not offended by anything other than a well-done steak like you cook a steak past medium and just get get off just go leave but it's offensive. To, to, it's everything wrong in the world is a well-done steak. But I'm not offended by it. I just, eh, I think it's stupid. But they're a great band. Um, dying Fetus, I don't know. It, it's not as stupid as Goat Horror, But it's also, well, it's it's also not a. I you know, Cattle Decapitation would be a really terrible band name if they weren't vegans. And then you go, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. If you if you want to go down the vegan road, like, okay, I get it. There's actually something there. But well, anyway, neither here nor there, just something I thought about. Um, okay, so why don't we say – oh, oh, I do want to mention one little thing. Um, I had mentioned before the whole Vakken situation. I said I didn't want to get into it again. But I had made it clear before that when our choice to not stay at Vakken, and leave before it even started was not because it was rainy and we might be uncomfortable and it might not be you know we might get muddy or dirty we left because I didn't think it was necessarily safe and I was afraid of getting trapped I was afraid of not being able to leave I was afraid of all the bad things that could happen as a result of staying and I said I would rather be smart and, the, and with the information I had at the time, the smart move was leaving. Nothing bad happened to anybody that was there. It worked out. Again, it was a judgment call at the time. I will say this, though. I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole about talking about this thing. But Burning Man recently, and then just literally today, the Blue Ridge Rock Festival in the United States... Both of them were hit by really hard rain and weather and literally people got trapped and or hurt at both of them. And I'm looking at it going, this is not a, this this is not by the way, I'm clearly not happy that those things happened. I'm not even saying, and I told you so. I'm simply saying this. I have been, you know, Vakin was a little over a month ago one you know when we left and i have not regretted my decision to leave at all but hearing what happened at burning man and hearing that like there was all this damage at this blue ridge rock festival and by the way am i wrong wasn't there another festival in europe like a week after Vakken that had like got had like horrible weather problems um So I'm pretty sure that's three, three festivals in the last like six weeks that I can think of. All that did was really help solidify the fact that for the rest of my life, I will never regret my decision. Because there was always a part of me like, you know, one of these days you might really, because people have said that to me all the time, like, well, do you regret leaving? No. And I think I've had a lot of people say it to me like, oh, one of these days you're going to really be, and I was like, I don't really think I am. Like, I think I did the right thing. And I and I, I had friends and people I know that they kind of questioned that. And seeing those two things happen, and I feel bad for everybody. Normally, I would not feel bad for anybody who goes to Burning Man. But I clearly feel bad for anybody that does anything like that and bad things. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody except for Eddie Trunk. Um, but... And Carl Logan. <laughs> bad things all day. No, actual bad things could happen to Carl Logan, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't want, like, something bad to happen to Eddie Trunk. I just would like him to have a bad day. Carl Logan, everything bad in the world can happen to that guy. But, uh, and if you don't know why, but it just, it just helped me realize, like, I was at a festival. I had reason to think if I stay... I could get trapped or something bad could happen. And I left. But you know, when it didn't, when nothing bad happened, there's you're always going to second guess yourself. You're always going to be like, man, I could have stayed. I could have. I should have. And seeing what happened at these last three festivals just said to me, no. Like, I'm not crazy. That might not have happened at the one that I was at, but clearly it very well could have. So if nothing else, I'm just saying. I'm I'm I I am confident at this point that I will never regret my decision to leave Oakland. Never I will never regret it. Um the one thing I haven't done yet though, I will tell you, I have not watched any videos from it. Like the Megadeth Marty Friedman show I have not watched it. I'm not sure I want to. That's the part of the equation that I'm not sure I I don't know yet. Like I'm completely over all of it. I'm completely happy. I stand behind my decision. I don't know if I'm... I don't know how I would feel about watching the shows that I left. I don't know. I might not care. I might be like, wow, am I glad I left? (laughs) Or I might be like, damn it. I don't know. Interesting. Um, So anyway, okay. So we actually have a point in today's show. Um, It has been a long time (laughs) since we've had uh even a rough idea of something to talk about tonight we don't have a topic to talk about but tonight we are bringing back something that we have not done since the first season of the show so if you have been around this show for a long time and um they let you out of your jail cell enough to be able to listen to the show um or your parole officer allows it (laughs) because i'm just assuming if you've listened to our show this long no, um, if you've been around the show for a long time, then you know what this is, and hopefully you're glad we're bringing it back. If you are new to the show, then we will explain that what we're doing is something that we call tough choices. It came from Billy Madison. Remember that, and, and Rex obviously know what I'm talking about, that, that the scene in Billy Madison, you know, who would you rather bone, Meg <laughs> Ryan or Jack Nicholson? <laughs> And that's literally where it came from. Now, look, it is not a unique thing to our show to have to do a pick one. Sammy Hagar, for example, though. he, I'm, Dude, I'm, we didn't invent this. What I'm saying is had sammy hagar been doing these on all his videos when we started doing it i don't know i would have been like ah sammy's already doing that with everybody that's silly but like sammy hagar when if you watch his channel when he goes out and interviews other other rockers he makes them do this and he looks right at him and he goes you're not allowed to you're not allowed to not answer this don't give me this i can't do, nope pick it you know and when sammy hagar tells you to pick a choice you, you do it right but I mean, sammy hagar like we're gonna say no sammy i'm not listening to you um So, it's basically, you know, who would you rather bone? But in this situation, it is... We ask each other questions, and we put each other on the spot. And we are very specific that there are some rules about this. Rule number one. We don't know the questions we're going to be asked. So, if... I had to... If I asked Rex to choose between, um... Um. 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 Hold on. What's the guy's name? Um. Uh. You, you, okay. If I had to ask Rex to choose between Carrie King's stupid tattoos on his arm and Dez from Coal Chamber's stupid tattoos on his chin, which is which is dumber? You would have to pick one. I don't know why I thought of that, but Carrie King's stupid tattoos are always a topic of conversation on this show. Um. So you don't know what the question is. I ask it to you. You have to pick one. The other rule is you're not allowed to do the and dude it drives me nuts when you see this online. Like it'll be like, who do you like better? Uh Metallica or Megadeth and someone goes, Slayer. Like you can't do that. That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> they do that all the time. I know. It's so stupid. Like, like I mean, you know, so being someone who, being being someone who's into guitars, like I love this. Someone will literally go on a guitar forum and be like, I have two guitars in my hand. I like them both and I'm trying to decide which one should I buy and every answer is something not in the guy's hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's it's like if you're at I had five guys this afternoon. This is clearly what I paid to say. I had five guys this afternoon. All they sell are burgers and fries. It's like do I want cheese or do I not want cheese? And someone goes, "Get the chicken." Like it's stupid. Like you can't do that. <laughs> I mean like so so basically the rules are we're not allowed to know what the other person's asking so anything that Rex asks me and anything I ask Rex we did not talk about these before so you're gonna get genuine reactions and you have to actually pick one you have to actually do it and your answer is not allowed to be something else you know you just you just can't you can't cheat and toss it aside um sometimes the questions end up being super easy you know, sometimes it, it, it's the easiest question in the entire world, and one of us doesn't even think about it. Sometimes these are really hard. The point also, though, is this stems into part of the reason we started doing this show to begin with, meaning the whole point of the show to begin with was if you're sitting down at Duff's in Brooklyn or at a metal show or a metal bar or wherever, and I did this when we were at Duff's in Brooklyn, the conversations you have with random people, you know, I was, I was wearing a sabotage shirt, and we were talking about sabotage, and it was like, oh man, do you like it better when Zach was singing, or do you like it better when John was singing? Like that would be a good, a good question. Um, Actually, I don't know the answer to that question for me. (laughs) Um, But they're the kind of questions you ask people, and so it's a lot of fun, and always sparks some fun conversations. So anyway, this is the first of the tough choices on the new season of the show. Little caveat. If there's any of the questions that we asked that we've asked before, if I ask Rex a question that I asked him three or four years ago, mind you, it's because I forgot I asked him this or I don't remember what his answer was. And if he asks me a question that he forgot he asked me years ago, there's a chance that either A, I forgot he asked me or I don't even know what I answered it with. (laughs) It's very possible I mean, if, you know, you could fact check me, I guess, if you somehow still have a copy of an old episode. You go, like, oh, man, you picked this one last time. It's like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't listen to our show. Are you crazy? <laughs> I have standards. Come on, man. <laughs> um. So anyway, I don't know. So that's the tough choices. That's the whole point of this. Uh, usually it ends up, we always like to throw in one that's kind of one or two that are kind of goofy. Um. So anyway, that, that's the introduction to... um. The to tough choices. Rex, my question for you. Uh-huh. Do you want me to ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I think okay. you probably have more than I do. Well, that and I feel like I've been I've been dialoguing. I hate when people say that. I've been dialoguing. You've been talking, Dick. Shut up. Um I've been I've been talking a lot. So it, it'll be cool for you to uh for me to shut up for a minute. Okay. Let me see here. I have a oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with this one because. Um, I have a lot of, I'm I'm curious about this one. All right. You mentioned them earlier, so that's why I'm picking this one. There are two bands that I know you're a big fan of that are what I would consider modern, and they've been around... Their albums have been around for almost exactly the same amount of time. Like, two bands whose first albums came out very close to each other. They're two bands you've seen live, two bands who I know are influential on you, and two bands you really like. So, in the world of who I am probably guessing are two of your favorite newer bands, which one, if you had to pick between the
1: two, Havoc or Revocation? Yeah, so... (laughs) I'm gonna be. I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it this way. Like, Revocation's a new uh, band to me. Um, I found them on the the outer ones, the last album, which was I think like three or four years ago. That's when I discovered Revocation, and I've gone back in their catalog pretty far, but I haven't. uh, I haven't really given them a good listening to listening to aside from. You know, maybe their last three to four albums like those albums, I know pretty well, but they're really early albums like they're really fir- like their first few. I don't know as well. Havoc's catalog. I'm pretty familiar with because um I listen to it a lot. I've known I've been familiar with the band a lot longer than Revocation. Um I, I mean, album to album, it, it's it's difficult to say because, you know, it's have, you know, revocation still has that new car smell a little bit for me, meaning, you know, even though the outer ones came out, um, um, you know, years ago, nether heaven just came out. Like I think last year and, you know, X, which was havoc's last album. Um, it, it it was okay. It was pretty good, but, but like it, it, it didn't knock my socks off the way some of the earlier stuff did. So, it's a pretty difficult decision only because if I make a choice and say revocation, is it because just like I said, they've got that new car smell on them or is it because I truly like them better? It, it, if I say havoc, is it just because, well, I know them more, I'm more familiar with their, with their body of work. Um, so I, I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult decision. So, you know, if you're looking for my gut, I'm only going to say havoc Only because of the following. Um, Again, I'm I'm way more familiar with Havoc's complete body of work, whereas Revocation, I'm more focused on a a part of it because I haven't worked my way back far enough yet to really say. And I've listened to their earlier albums. It's just one of those things where it's like, I... you you ask me about it, you, oh what's that song from Havoc sound like I could tell you you know oh. I could tell you a track you know Revocation if you're like what's that song on the first album if I heard it I'd be like oh yeah I know this one well, but it's you're I, basically I'm not saying like like, you know,
0: like- like you've seen one, like, it's like, it's like you've seen this woman completely naked versus the other one. You've only seen her boobs, but they're really nice. You know I mean? Well, almost, yeah, I guess no, I'm uh, uh, I mean, I, that's I, putting a, it more in your terms, but uh, that's yeah. a silly way to describe it. But really, I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about. You know, one, you like the body of work. The other one, not as, you're not, you're not as familiar
1: with the whole body, but what you like, you really like. Well, yeah. And <laughs> Nether, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. If you want to compare their last albums, Nether Heaven versus X, Nether Heaven slaughters X, um, conformicide. You know, versus the outer ones, I'm actually going to go conformicide. Um, you know, you know, I'm I'm talking like going backwards through their catalog. Eventually, I think Revocation actually has more albums. But um, if I'm if I'm not
0: mistaken, they both their first records were both like 08, 09. Um, I'm not, I don't know how long yeah. either band has been around before their records. But if I remember correctly, their catalog starts around the same time. Yeah, which, I mean, which ex- helped, which helps at least from a they're two
1: they're they're not similar bands really they're not the same genre and but. and havoc's first album really wasn't like it didn't sound like havoc does today like they really sounded like a band that was heavily influenced by bands like testament right. and then it was like on on uh time is up I, I think yeah. that, you know And I'm right here that that's where that's where really in my opinion they became the band that that they are today their their first album wasn't it wasn't bad but it it you know it it, it had s- some bands will release a first album like when and I'm I know it wasn't their first but if you if you listen to a band like Pantera you know I and again I know that was not their first album but it was their first yeah, album but- as that band they were the first yeah come on it was two different bands right i I mean like it was the the, same members with different names but it was not the same thing right i mean i I mean sure you could say like well power metal was the same lineup blah 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 blah, sure whatever but but cowboys from hell pantera didn't change a whole heck of a lot from that you know what i mean like it's but but havoc from from their first album to like time is up it 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 uh, you know it's um it's a big big difference um yeah, I, I don't know, but um yeah. I I I'm i I'm gonna stand by my answer here. Um and say probably you know, burn. That's right, that's their first album. See, say I have their first album on, on vinyl. I've listened to it maybe twice. Uh time is up on natural selection aside. I've listened to repeatedly V, I've listened to it a handful of times. Um, you know, the the site uh Oh, crap. What's the name? I, I or What's the name of the song? I freaking love "Panpsychism." I love that song. Like that song is is one of my favorites they've ever written. But it's just the rest of the album V. I listen to it and I'm like, it's good. You know, it's havoc. It, you know, bands do that. They'll release an album like conformicide that knocks my socks off. And I listen to it like on repeat for days and days and days. And then their next album is it's not weak. It's not bad. It's just kind of like, well, it's not also like the atom bomb that the album before it was. So, you know, in comparison, you're just kind of like, yeah, it's not bad. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, revocation, though, like, again, nether heaven is a is a freaking masterpiece like that to me is one of those dangerous albums where if I put it on. I, I can't stop listening to it. Like it, it's going to take something to get me to stop listening to it. Conformicide's honestly the same way. If I put on Conformicide, I'm going to have it on repeat for like the entire week. Um, so both bands have dangerous albums for me. But, you know, Havoc, I'm going to say again, I'm, I'm more, I don't, and I've seen Havoc live two or three times. Uh, Revocation, I've seen live once. They're coming back to New York City. Hopefully I'll get to go. You also saw the Dave couldn't play guitar tour. Yeah. I saw revocation when Dave broke his arm the night before. Not that that changes your opinion on the band in any way. Right. I'm, I, I, it, was, it was a shame not to see him play, but they're coming back to New York, I think in November. So hopefully I'll get out to see revocation when they come back through and I'll get to see Dave play guitar. Needless to say, I'm going to do some research to make sure because although their other guitar player is is no slouch and he's really good. I mean, come on, let's be honest. If you're going to go see Revocation, you're there to see Dave play guitar. I mean, and if you're a guitar player, you're there to see Dave play guitar. You know what I mean? So. Well, he is. Anyways, I that's would, my
0: answer. I mean, you know, you go to Demarzio's pickup website, which I do cuz I, you know, I I I do work on guitars on my own guitars, I do that. And like, dude, he's he's right there. You you start looking at their high gain humbuckers. He's one of the th- like first people that pops up. I have them. Um he is, I mean, he's arguably as well known as the band is. Well, he's a big time guitar player, and you know, he's what I'm saying. Like I mean, here's a guy with 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 a custom with a custom Jackson guitar and custom DiMarzio pickups. And by the way, DiMarzio doesn't throw custom pickups around like if you look at the if you look at the caliber of people that does, that DiMarzio has custom pickups for, we're talking like, you know, uh, Steve Vai. We're, we're we're talking some mega names. So the fact that he's sitting there on there well like I don't think Revocation is as big as he is. Maybe maybe I mean I know you can separate
1: the two but I don't know. I don't know. He's well, it's interesting because player, he's also a jazz player. He went to yeah. uh he went to one of the big schools, might have been Juilliard, one of those big music schools. Yeah, Berkeley, Juilliard. He went to one of those like really high, high. Yeah, who cares? you know, and, and he, he cares, studied jazz. It, like I've seen him sit with Alex Skolnick and play jazz and, and key, you know, and, and he's right in there with him. It's not like he's, you know, trying to keep up like he's right there with Skolnick and he's in Skolnick's amazing. Um, you know, and talking about Dave Davidson, I mean, if you want a Jackson seven string, pretty much if unless you want a strat body, you're getting Dave's signature. I bought his signature. I'm a bigger guy, um, you know, and I'm not saying that for any other reason than I hate playing tiny guitars, even less Paul's to me feel kind of small. So I hate playing anything with the Strat. So when I was shopping for a seven string, I'm like, well, what's out there? That's a big guitar. My, my go-to guitar is a warlock. Well, BC rich doesn't really make seven string warlocks anymore. Um, if you want a seven string, you're pretty much going to get it. You, you pretty much have to get a strat, um, or or you have to get a POS and and that's not a model number I mean a piece of you know whatever right um so I was looking around and I saw that he had Dave Davidson's signature was there and it's a warrior which is a big guitar it's a you know I like feel I like playing a guitar that feels like I'm playing a guitar not like I'm playing a ukulele um so it's a nice guitar it's, it's got those demarzios you mentioned in it both both pickups um, it's, it feels great. I actually, you know, I, I recorded a song with it and it, it sounds incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, it plays very well. I had it set up professionally cause I just don't have time for that. Um, so, you know, I, I can't wait to, I mean, I, I am not a fan of the strings I bought, but I'm going to try new strings on it and see what happens. Um, but yeah, Dave Davidson, he's an insane guitar player. If you ever get a chance to go out and see him when his arm's not broken, Just just see it like I've I've watched playthrough videos of him and like I, I bought the tab book for Nether heaven. So I've tried to learn revocation and look, I'm not an amazing guitar player. I've been playing for a long time, but some of it's been off and on based on if I could play guitar or not. I can play like I can. I can keep up with most metal rhythms And it's not that I can't play revocation stuff. I'm thinking to myself, how does he do this while singing? Like, that's what impresses me. Like, he's playing this so effortlessly and he's doing crazy, like, off time stuff and, you know, all over the place. And he's doing it while singing. That's what impresses me. So, um, yeah, anyways.
0: Well, and, you know, by the way, just on the guitar thing, you know, it's funny for me, like, if you if you and I make videos whatever most of my guitars all but two are what i would call well i okay i actually do have two stratocasters but most of my guitars are what i would what i what are called like super strats quote unquote what i mean by a super strat that's a term that meant guitars that are similar to a a strat shape guitar but were loaded were, were meant for metal you know think Think Jackson Dinkies, and that's my favorite kind of guitar is a Jackson Dinky. Um, and Jackson Soloists. Like, those are – a lot of what guys played in the 80s were Super Strats. Literally, it's a guitar. We got the company that made it. Guitar that kind of looks like a Fender Stratocaster, except it's hot-rotted. Eh, best way to say it, right? Um, what's interesting for me is what I like playing are guitars with a 50s-style neck. What I mean by that is – I want a thick baseball bat of a neck, and I want a guitar that's heavy. The problem is my back is so screwed up that if I play a guitar that has a lot of weight to it, even sitting down, I, I start having issues playing it. So the vast majority of my guitars are like Jackson Dinkies and Jackson Soloists, which are just not heavy, meaning they don't weigh a lot. They're comfortable to play for me because I don't weigh a lot. So it's just interesting. That the reason I don't play big bulky guitars is not because I don't want to play a big bulky guitar. It's because it just it hurts my back so much to to have that weight on me. And I know there's ways I could fix it. Whatever. It's just it's just more comfortable for my back to play a guitar with less weight. Which is which is the opposite of actually what I like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would I would love a I would love an old an old Les Paul with a thick neck and just it weighs 57 pounds you know that's cool with me love playing it my back will hate me you know i play it for five minutes i'm like all right well i'm tapped out for a week <laughs> i'm old and fat <laughs> it happens uh, all right all right cool so uh which one did you pick did you pick you picked havoc <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna say havoc you okay. know i was banking on you say, i was actually thinking you were gonna say revocation
1: yeah like i said i mean i i think i'm trying to just avoid that quote-unquote new car smell like influence and you know trying to be mindful and and i'll
0: let you i'll let you ask me one but i think i thought you were going to say revocation and let me tell you why you've been a fan of havoc longer and i know you really like havoc but in fairness revocation is definitely new car smell but i when you discover a new revocation Floats pretty high among some of the biggest, like, mega reactions I've seen you have to a band in a long, long time. Like, you find bands that you really, really like, but when you you got into revocation, like, that one hits you like a ton of bricks. You know, like the Metal Church song. You know what I mean? You were like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw your eyes got, like, big. You know, you're like, something about revocation... Um, because you don't, you're not someone who, and we don't want to go down this road, but you're not someone who typically is gravitated toward complicated metal. There was just, I don't know what it was about revocation. They hit you. He writes songs. Havoc, Havoc. Havoc is 100% your kind of thing. And I agree with you that R- revocation writes songs, blah, blah, blah. It just, they did something right that just resonated with you really strongly. Um. So
1: yeah, I mean, the thing about it is I had the same reaction to Havoc. It's just, it was. It bi- was over bi- a longer bi- period of time. Yeah, I guess yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. What you got for me? Like, like the first Revocation album, I found the outer ones. I'm like, this is a good album. It was actually the fact that Nether Heaven was that like atomic bomb album. It would have been the. It, would, it was like when I found Conformicide. The problem is Conformicide came out like four or five years ago. You know what I mean? I think even longer than that. Um, so that that's that's mostly what it is, you know, so right. Um. Anyways. All right. Let me look at my list for you. Um, for you. Hmm, for you. Joey. Um. OK, let me see here. I'm, I'm looking at my li- like I'm trying to think of the one I have one that's kind of funny, but I'll save that one. Yeah, I got a funny one for later. I actually feel like I might have asked you the funny one before, but I don't care
0: because it's awesome.
1: Uh, okay, I'm gonna say. Okay, I got one. This one's. I, I I honestly don't know what your opinion of this is gonna be, and this might be a two second answer, or it might be a, a discussion. So I'm just I I some well, of these the I fairness, pulled from the any of the these ho- are that way. Any of these are that way, which is crazy. So I pulled some of these from the Halloween list I had put together uh-huh. because you know we we decided to do this show about five minutes before we started, so I had yeah, to like go back and see. So Phantom of the Opera by Iron Maiden or Phantom Opera Ghost by Iced Earth.
0: Actually, an interesting question.
1: That's interesting. So I know you like both bands. Both bands are heavily influenced yeah. by, you know, Ice Earth is heavily influenced by Iron Maiden, but the songs are almost nothing alike. Songs are absolutely nothing alike. Um, but both are awesome. Okay, so Phantom Opera
0: Goat... like I have a gut, but. I have a gut instinct, but let me talk through this for a minute. <laughs> I have a gut. Well, yeah, we know. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm 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 a fatty too. But so okay, so I, I I will. I know what my gut instinct is, and I'll and I'll come back, and I will say what that was. But let me talk through this for a second. Um, Phantom Opera Ghost by Iron Maiden or by Iron Maiden by by Ice Earth has uh, a really absolutely incredible Matt Barlow performance. He's incredible in that song. I especially liked hearing Matt singing opposite a female singer. That is not uncommon in metal, right? Like, you know, Nightwish, Camelot, like loads of bands out there that have male and female singers. Or like I said, I use Camelot as an example you know when when um when Roy Khan would do uh would would do songs with like duets with Simone Simons of Epica um who's named after a Camelot album so there's a huge connection there but like I love hearing that like seriously some of my favorite stuff to listen to like like the the song like the haunting by Camelot when when Roy Khan and uh and Simone Simons were singing that song together. Or um, the Evergrey song where uh, Floor Jansen... Well, anything with Floor Jansen. It doesn't really count because that's just magic. <laughs> but um, the the song with Floor Jansen singing with him. Like, I love that sort of thing. So, number one, I love the dual vocals going on in that song. Now, do I think the female singing on that song... Is Simone Simons, Floor Jansen category? No. But regardless, it's not so much that I love she was good. Again, had it been someone like Simone Simons, this would be a very easy answer. (laughs) This would actually be a very easy answer if it was Simone Simons or Floor. But, um, hearing Matt sing opposite a female, I think is awesome. Um, and it does have, like, the only example of a ridiculous John Schaefer triplet guitar riff on an acoustic guitar. Which is awesome. I will also say, and I think you've said this before, that song captures Phantom of the Opera pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Meaning... it. It really it captures what the phantom of the opera is in in song, you know what I mean? It also um,
1: dares to ask the question, why are you? Why, why am I, I the phantom opera ghost? <laughs> why are you? Why
0: am I? The you know what though? <laughs> I I, I got to say this too though. I Now Iron Maiden's a completely different thing. I've never really thought about this until just now. You know how hard that song for me anyway. Um, it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that John Schaefer wrote a, a song with a male and a female, and it's like this big epic song about the Phantom of the Opera. Knowing all and well, that already exists. I mean, you don't have to be into Broadway, but, you know, the Phantom of the Opera it's kind of hard to not know that song you know from the from the musical and it's hard to really kind of not like it you know i'm i'm um i i'm i'm typically you know um <laughs> not a big andrew lloyd weber fan i'll go on record with that one but come on you know uh and flora jansen great example of singing that song perfectly the way nightwish does the phantom of the opera their ver- you know, the the Broadway version of Phantom of the Opera when Nightwish does it. So m- what I'm getting at is, it's one of those things where that it's already been done and it's already been done really, really, really well. I don't think anybody would really argue against that. And even metal bands don't argue against it. Because like I said like Nightwish covers the damn thing. So the fact that John Schaefer was able to go in and write something like that that sounds nothing like it it was completely different i think it's really cool it's not a cover i mean it's a completely different thing but he was doing the same thing but in a completely different song in a completely different way um uh, i got to give him a lot of props for that um it's definitely the epic the, the 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 big epic of the two songs the the problem is the iron maiden one could not be more on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's just, it's just, it's Phantom. It, it, the Iron Maiden song is almost damn in the pocket. Like it is such a great, it's just such a classic Iron Maiden song. This is where, see, this is where the the, the question becomes difficult to me. Am I judging it from like what's the better "quote unquote" Phantom of the Opera song? Sorry, Isterth wins hands down because they really did. They kind of captured Phantom of the Opera with it. But realistically, does that outweigh classic Iron Maiden? And let's be fair: from the first two Iron Maiden records, Phantom of the Opera is one of the best tracks. It really is. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm partial to Charlotte the Harlot because, well, you know. <laughs> I like the topic. But, I mean, come on. Look at the first Iron Maiden record. Phantom of the Opera is, what, top two? or It's easily top three. Easily top three for most people. I would think most, I mean, I'm a big fan of Remember Tomorrow, but I think most people are like Sanctuary, Phantom of the Opera, and then Iron Maiden. Like, those are the three songs that you, you know, that are that are the the, the, the takeaway tracks. I know. People are like Preller and Running Free. Okay, fine. My point is, there's a couple of tracks that you really take away. I think Phantom of the Opera might be one of the most well-known songs off that record um i mean it, it's covered all the time it was just recently covered you know ghost just did it but it, it's covered all the time um so it just really comes down to like iron maiden wins easily in the terms of just awesome song it it, it because it's just iron maiden being iron maiden and doing it really well uh, and it's a standout track in the early Iron Maiden stuff. Um, but Iced Earth, out of the two, Iced Earth is who captures the feelings and the emotion behind it. Like, it's an emotional song the way, the way Iced Earth does it. Um, I don't know. This is hard. Um, okay, I'm probably going to gonna go Iron Maiden. That was, my, that was my gut instinct was Iron Maiden. And I'm going to do it. For for this reason and this reason only, when I think of classic Paul Diano, Iron Maiden, Phantom of the Opera's uh, second song that comes to my mind, Wrathchild is always that's the Paul Diano, Iron Maiden song to me is Wrathchild, and everything else is second to Wrathchild. But Phantom of the Opera is one of those songs that I love, and like when I see Iron Maiden live, it's one of those songs I love having on the set. I've seen him play it, love it, huge fan. The problem with the Iced Earth one is, because I don't listen to horror show very often, I frankly kind of forget about the song. (laughs) I shouldn't say that because it's such a great song, but I kind of forget about it. Um, And I also don't think, where I think Phantom of the Opera is a standout Iron Maiden track for the Paul Diano years, and I actually think Phantom of the Opera holds it, it. Phantom of the Opera is a song that's held its weight for 40 some odd years. It still would make set lists, and it's still a great song. I don't think Iced Earth's – I don't think it has it. So I'm going to go Iron Maiden. I'm going to stick with my gut and go Iron Maiden. But I'm glad I kind of talked through the reasons why – well, it's kind of like what you just said with, with you know, um, with Havoc and Revocation. You like them both for different reasons. Your relationship with the two of them is completely different. Um, so it's, it's odd. This is an apples to apples comparison that that ends up being, you know, apples to beer. Like it, it, it's like uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go Iron Maid. Fair enough. Uh, I I don't I yeah yeah. Uh, I'm 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 pretty confident that if you asked me this two years from now, I'd I yeah. I don't think this one is the flavor of the day question because they, they unlike yours where like <clears throat> you were comparing a band that you excuse me sorry. sorry about that folks um you comparing a band that you've been a fan of for like i'm gonna make this up twice as long you know you've been into havoc whatever uh, twice as long as you have ever vacation with me like i was an iron maiden fan before i was an iced earth fan um just because i knew about them years before i knew about iced earth but that being said i've been a fan of both bands for decades and i'm a huge fan of both bands I, th- I stopped really liking much of anything they did after Glorious Burden, but whatever. Neither here nor there. Two bands I love, so it's definitely not a relationship with the band thing. And I'm not comparing, and, and also I feel pretty comfortable not comparing band versus band. It's really just, I think Phantom of the Opera is just like, it's just such a good song. It, it really, really, it's just, it's, it's killer old school Iron Maiden. It's one of those songs on that first album where you're like, this is why Iron Maiden is awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised by your answer. I, I, uh, I had to, uh, I had to ask that one. Um, you know, I, for me, it's gonna be Iced Earth. Um, I, I really, really, figured. Fa- Phantom of the Opera is, I've never. Okay, so let's let's clarify. I have never in my life seen the musical ever. I have lived in, I'm not and around all. New York City. Mm-hmm. I've lived in and around New York City. So I've lived in the metro area for 15 years now. And the first thing I ever saw on Broadway, which is actually off Broadway was when you were here to visit me like a week ago, two weeks ago. That was the first thing I would ever seen in a theater in New York city. Um, I have no problem I, for me. Musicals always just take me out of it. Like, you know, when, when you're telling a story and then suddenly everybody breaks into synchronized song and dance, it just pulls me right out of the story. So I can't do musicals. There's been, like, two musicals in my life that I've liked. Uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and Little Shop of Horrors are about the right. only two musicals ah. I've ever been able to, like, sit through and enjoy. Number three would be Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, you know... It's a musical, too, in fairness. It's a musical, but it's it's not... It, it's See, I, I consider it, though, the music in that in that um in that movie isn't done like a musical. M- meaning Willy Wonka sings, he sings his songs, the Oompa Loompas sing, which that, Charlie that's, sings. Charlie sings. But And, and we all it, we all try to forget the mother sings because that is the worst part of it. Well that the movie. mother sings. The only part in it that's kind of ridiculous is the whole grandfather suddenly can walk thing. Meaning you know that's the only part He's of it where it's like for a decade. Yeah. Well that's the only part of it where suddenly everybody gets up and can do stuff. Like, what what always takes me out of it is, like, you know, everybody's standing around. Suddenly somebody goes, I have an idea, guys. And then they all, like, the, all suddenly the entire stage is, like, walking around clapping in unison and dancing. And then when the song is over, everybody goes back to what they were doing. Right. That right, pulls right. me out of it. I can't right, do yeah, it.
0: Yeah. That, that's, well, <clears throat> which, which is why, you know, I had, I had said, like, um, and I don't want to make this about Broadway, but something like Les Mis, where there's no dancing in it. It's just the whole it's an opera. The whole thing is just sung. There's
1: just no talking in it. It's all just they're singing. But it, but again, I, I can't see like I stub my toe and right, it hurts. Right. It, it, like, it, like, I can't it, do that. either. It's a different you know? tone.
0: The other one was I would have felt confident taking you to see Book of Mormon. But that's because it's like Team America World. Police. Well, it's also a comedy, though. It, so. that's what I mean. It's it's like the ridiculous factor of it. It's like Team America World Police, which is a musical. You know, um, it were in the same respect. You know, yeah, they break out into dance numbers
1: and it's crazy. But on the other hand, like it would have been the same as a- I would have enjoyed Avenue Q too if it was. Playing. Oh yeah. I oh mean, god. I, well, Avenue I, Q I is mean, amazing. so like that's that's the same, but it, mm-hmm. because it, it's like Sesame Street, meaning. Meaning, it's not. It doesn't p- pull you out of the story right. because it's that well, like, ridiculous. Like, you know like, what I mean. Like, but trying to watch
0: I, where I <clears throat> when trying I to watch a London, drama
1: though, like trying to watch something where it's like trying to evoke emotion from you, I just get pulled right out of it. In, um, in in the way where like when I was in London,
0: I saw Guys and Dolls and loved it. Like you would absolutely not enjoy that because that's exa- that is the old school luck be a lady you know like that is the old school
1: like okay so so my point in starting all this whole musical yeah, know, talk was saying phantom of the opera is actually my favorite book one of my favorite books of all time so it was a book before it was a musical it was written by gaston larue it's a french book mm-hmm. um it's one of my favorite stories of all time i love i love the 1925 Lon Chaney movie um i've loved the the different iterations of film i've actually still have not watched the gerard butler because it was based on the musical um i think it was based on the musical i could be mistaken i i actually haven't Uh, watched it mostly because it's like two and a half hours long but i mean i there is a television version from like the 90s that i've watched i i bought it on dvd and i love that one the Um, the, uh,
0: for the record the, the gerard
1: butler one is a movie version of the musical
0: and it's just turd well, exactly. I, so, I was like, if it's the one that came out in 2004, it's just. Yeah, it is. So, turd. but, but, you someone's know, I, I even it, bought the record. I, Someone is bad in it. I don't remember
1: who it is. I don't know if it's a, him or her, but someone's bad in it. There's a book written called The Phantom, and it was like a prequel where it went through his entire life and how he became The Phantom. And I bought it. has been out of print for decades. I actually tracked it down and bought it. Um, I haven't read it yet. Um, but, you know, it's so, it's, it's one of my favorite stories because it's like, you know, the whole. The whole the world makes him into a monster, and all he wants is to be loved. And because he's so, because you know, the world made him into who he is, he can't be loved. And it's kind of like one of those like it, I just love that whole like oh, yeah. story. Well, and and like I said, the Phantom of the Opera, Ghost by Ice Earth captures that in terms of right. you know he the he his worldview has been so warped by what's happened to him that he thinks like murder and and uh, killing people and tra you know keeping somebody like you know captive is like romantic you know like that right. that's and that song captures all of that like well, you know if you know if, uh uh if i'd rather you die than spoil my dream myself i'll kill if i can't have you no one will like that part right
0: well no sure sure well the 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 point i was making where i said um i think It was a, I commend John for being able to do it. Now, now, admittedly, the Ice Earth track spawns a lot more of the story, but whether or not you've seen Phantom of the Opera, the musical, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm comparing what he did to the very famous, the Phantom of the Opera is there inside Inside your mind. That is an amazing song. And that also perfectly captures Phantom of the Opera
1: that's there's song, a guy I think his name's Jonathan Young or Jeffrey Young or something and he did an amazing cover heavy metal cover of that too yeah. actually it's a lot different than night wishes well and so the, the 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 point I'm getting at is he's on YouTube that song is
0: it captures the emotion it, it, everything you want out of Phantom of the Opera is captured in that song sing other than the fact that, that realizes,
1: angels sing realize
0: that, that that's Part of the story. It's not the whole thing. But if someone were to say to me, you should write a song and try to capture the fan of the opera, I'm gonna go, uh, uh, yeah, but it's it's been done and it's been famously done to a song where like I I don't I couldn't write that song without and, and get that out of my head. You know?
1: <laughs> you know um, it's it's funny. And, and, say not, that. and I'm
0: not a fan of the show. I saw it in I saw it once in Toronto in middle school. And albeit I know maybe as an adult, but I I just don't like it. I'm not an Andrew Lloyd Webber guy. Sorry, I'm not. But well, that song is great. The the song,
1: the Phantom of the Opera, is great. It's funny, yeah, and it, it is, and especially done heavy metal style. But it's actually funny you say that. Um, when I'm working, I'm doing I'm doing a music project, and I'm doing it based on all the things I like. So all the songs are about stuff I like. Um, and, you know, I'm doing it in a metal way. So, like, I'm doing one about a character, a comic book character, I like they called Evil Ernie, who who is a metalhead, like zombie, like thing or whatever. Um, I'm doing one about Jason Voorhees. And, you know, I was actually I, I have some riffs. I had an idea and I was actually saying to myself, like the other day, and this this is relevant to what you're talking about, because I was saying to myself, like Phantom of the Opera is like one of my favorite stories, like of all time. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I would love to write a song about it and I probably will, but I know I'm going like, to... The, the thing is, I know that I'm never going to love it, and it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be done out of obligation rather than passion, Well, because I want to do it, but I know it's never going to be as good as almost every other song about it. You know what well, I mean? And the, the other thing is, too, like, writing
0: a song inspired by is one thing. You know? That's one thing to me. Like, If someone were like, well... It's kind of inspired by Phantom of the Opera. You know, it's about a guy. He's terming, and that's one thing. But coming out and being like, why am I the Phantom Opera? Go- like, it's actually the Phantom. You know what I mean? It is as blatantly Phantom of the Opera as the Phantom of the Opera musical is. You know, it's, it's definitely not an inspired by. It's definitely my musical interpretation of that. Um, so if you wrote something that you're like, I was inspired by Phantom of the Opera. That would be that's one thing. I don't know. I don't I, know. I wouldn't
1: I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go down the road. It's, that dude, means. it's not going to stop me. And the reason why it would, it's not going to stop me is I'm not writing an album to be like. Famous. No, I am writing an album because I want to do it. So if I want to write about something, I'm going to do it. it. And but that's like what you were saying was something that actually did go through my head in terms of like, ah, uh, like I really want to write about this. I really want to do this song. I don't want to do a cover song, but at the same time, like. I know that mine's going to be a piece of crap compared to all the others. So it's going to be one of those songs where I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be proud of it, but I know it's not going to shine. I know it's not going to outshine any of the other ones. You know well, what I mean? I, it's I, like
0: I think that's the problem, too. Where like I think what, what pushed Iron Maiden over the edge for me is when I think of Iron Maiden's Phantom of the Opera, I don't really go in that world. Like mm-hmm. I don't really take Iron Maiden's Phantom of the Opera and compare it. To like something like the Andrew Lloyd Webber one, which I know that's not metal, but that song is pretty damn metal for a Broadway song, and it's so attached to metal bands and it's so big and epic and just great that I don't. When I hear Iron Maiden's Phantom of the Opera, I don't go there with it. When I hear Iced Earths, I instantly start comparing it to that. Yeah, I just do, and I, I, I I'm gonna be that guy. And look, we're talking a guy who is a huge well, Ice Earth fan. Um, they, I considered them my favorite band for a long, long time. The reason I don't really consider my favorite band anymore is because it's been 15 years of, I don't like anything they've put out. It kind of spoiled it for me, but yeah, that's the same thing
1: with Slayer with me. I Slayer was my favorite band for a long time. And then like, they had a string of albums where I was just kind of like, you know, like world painted blood and of course, repentless. And I was just kind of like. They're not bad, but they're not well, blowing my skirt up, right, you know? Right, right.
0: And, and the thing, so so my problem is, even in my heyday of being, like, in my heyday of, of being an Ice Earth fan, even then, I would be like, this Phantom of the Opera, uh, Phantom Opera Ghost by Ice Earth is such a cool song. But I still would have said, it's a cool version of him trying to do what Andrew Lloyd Webber did, but come on, let's be fair. The song
1: Phantom of the Opera is better. And you know what I think it was, though? It's the duet. Oh, no, the duet's amazing. Well, no, no, uh, I'm saying but, but like every time you do the duet. <clears throat> you're calling back to that original duet or that's, whatever, you that's know, that's what original i original, whatever you're calling back to that. And I think he knew that like, of course he had to I do have known that. Or yeah, I'm saying like, you, you can't do uh, the male female phantom, phantom of the opera song without saying this is 100% going to be compared to the musical. You know what I mean? Well, and that's why I said, I give him a lot of credit for doing it because it's been done
0: flawlessly and in a well-known everybody knows it so and again dude i don't speak highly of andrew lloyd weber the guy wrote cats i'm not a fan um um i i do have jesus christ superstar
1: the original one on vinyl but that's because ian gillen is in it come on dude but, dude but dude guess what what there's one thing that the andrew lloyd weber even when it's covered by metal people does not have the triplets on acoustic guitar, an acoustic guitar, so- an acoustic rhythm guitar solo. <laughs> What's funny about that
0: is that falls in the category of I can never make up my mind whether or not it's ridiculous or awesome. And I think it's both.
1: <laughs> Me too. It is. It's both. It's ridiculously
0: stupid and awesome all at the but, same time. And it's something only Ice Earth would do. Oh yeah, uh, only John Schaefer would do it. Act- well, that that song actually it that that song is also mega John Schaefer ego too. Like yeah. you know, John Schaefer was sitting there being like, "Oh, well, that Broadway guy can't write a song about Phantom of the Opera as well as I can." <laughs> you know, come on. You, you like, if if he if he was clearly aware of it, and I'm willing to guarantee you, he's sitting there like, "Yeah, yeah." You know what? You know what? Andrew Lloyd Webber doesn't have triplets on an acoustic
1: well i'm just happy that i'm just happy that along the way he decided he he never decided to piss all over it
0: yeah so. well that is that is
1: that, that is damn that is damn true
0: um all right go no, no that that's a that's a really good i'm glad you asked that question because that's a cool question um and again it's funny same name so different uh oh, interesting yeah all right um trying to think let's go well we we have plenty of time to do Oh yeah, we got plenty of time for you. Uh, so at least oh, do yeah. one more, <laughs> one more serious one, and then we can do at least a goofy one, and we'll 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 see where it goes. I don't remember if I've I, I have to have asked you this question at some point in time, but I don't know if I ever point blank. I don't know if it was. I don't think this was ever a tough choices question. Um, and this is another one that's. Mm, part of me thinks that one of the two answers is super easy but the other one has some things that make it hard. like like what i mean is column a is probably better on a whole but column b has some highlights and those are the hardest we know that the hardest questions are when you have one thing that's like awesome all the way through and the other one which not as good as a body you know it's the, it's the ride the lightning master of puppets whatever like that's not the question um one is probably a four out of five out of five the whole way through. The other ones like three and a half, but the fives are amazing. You know that kind of thing. Um, so let's go. Let's go rock for example. And I, I'm am asking this question because I don't remember your answer and I'm damn curious. Um, you're a big Kiss fan, so am I. So if you had to pick between a live one and a live two, where do you go? The live one. Is it a live
1: one? Okay. Was it, is it even like? Is it even a comparison? Um, Live Two is good. I just kind of feel like a Live One has a certain kind of magic on it that Alive Two doesn't have. Admittedly, Alive Two has a lot of songs that I probably like. I don't want to say more, but it has a lot more well, of the kiss because it's the Destroyer era. Well, that that's I mean, dude. The, the the reason The reason I wasn't sure
0: was I figured that you liked Alive One better as a thing, but Two's got King of the Nighttime World. You know what I mean? It's got Colin Doctor Love, yeah. It's God got God of thunder. Got a thunder on it. It's got shouted out loud. I mean, let's be fair. You're right. It's the you know Destroyer Rock and Roll Over tour. Alive is the classic one, but Alive Two's got the mm, it's got it's See, got the big it's got the it's got the biggins on it. You know what I mean?
1: Alive, well, Alive though Alive, it has you know the thing about it was Alive Two never. Never I I got those two albums at the same time actually. I um I was just getting into Kiss when I was a teenager and I got Double Platinum first and then I got Alive and Alive 2 because I'm like, well, Alive and Alive 2 have a lot of songs that I'm familiar with, but it also have a lot of songs that I don't know. Yeah. And we've talked about this and, we, and ad we've nauseam. also both said like the one thing about Alive and Alive 2 is yes, we can
0: both nitpick and find songs we really like. But if you have Alive and Alive Two, you've done captured the vast majority of the original
1: Kiss band. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a I I mean, mean, that, of that's course, a big clearly... that's a there's a few that aren't there. I mean, those are those are I mean, double platinum between double platinum and those three albums, I felt like at that at that point I had any Kiss that well I I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say any Kiss worth worth listening to. No, but I had. I don't feel like I was missing any, missing well, out. Again, though, back in the day when you're a teenager
0: and the 15, 20 bucks it took to cough, that you had to cough up to get a CD when you're on a limited budget, Alive and Alive 2 made it pretty easy to
1: not feel like you had to buy their whole discography. Right. You know? So, you know, so I was going to say, Alive, look, I, but, you know, saying this, you know, as someone who listened to both of them back to back, uh, plus a live two it it actually isn't as epic Me, meaning like they put a whole bunch of of new songs on the second well I I call it the it's actually the fourth side the second side of disc two they put a bunch of new stuff that just it just kind of was it it sounded like leftovers you know what I mean like yeah. the songs they put on a live two that were the studio tracks sounded like freaking leftovers nothing on that album has did anything for me that was a studio track so I feel like it's not as big as Alive now timing wise it may be I don't know but Alive they set out Alive was a it was an album where a band needed to prove itself meaning Alive was an album where that was the make or break thing because up until Alive Kiss didn't sell albums They sold out shows because they were an interesting to watch. They were not a profitable band with album sales. So live was basically that Hail Mary. And that's why they said it was so important for them not to capture what kiss sounds like live as much as capture what it's like to see kiss. And because of that. I feel like a lot of people, and after Alive came out, their album sales shot up because everybody else, then everybody was like, ooh, I got to get this band's albums. Um, They weren't a spectacle. They were a band after that. So there's something on Alive, and yes, I'm aware it's a lot of studio magic. There's, you know, the stories go that the only thing on that album that was not done in a studio were Peter Chris's drums. Right, but you know what? You don't care when you're listening to it. Well, and, and we've talked about this before on the show, too. There's two different kinds of live albums. There's an album that captures what a band sounds like live, and there's an album that captures what it feels like to see a band live. They're two different albums. I wouldn't I would I would say, you know, some people prefer one or the other. I would say that in this case, the the, the second option, like capturing that, what is it like to see Kiss live? was way more important for the band at this point in their career than what does KISS sound like live. And I will say this. I don't know if Alive 2 was given the same treatment as Alive, but I'll say Alive 1 sounds more like what it's like to to see KISS. And I've only seen KISS admittedly once, the original group. I've only seen them once. But to me, when I listen to Alive, I feel more like I'm at a KISS show than I'm listening to a recording of a KISS show, if that makes any sense. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. The first one, I don't care how much Studio Magic it is. The first one has more grit. Alive 2 has more glam. Like, like Alive 2 to me feels more glamorous, and Alive 1 feels grittier. Yeah, Alive 2 feels like, hey, we need to put out another live and, album. And by, Alive... by the way, by glamorous, I don't mean glam rock i mean it feels like a big polished spectacle where the first one feels like this kick-ass rock concert
1: well and the thing sense. is alive too it 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 sounds to me and feels like they said hey we hit it big with alive let's do Alive live too You know, wait, wait. Are you trying to tell me the kiss did something for money? Come on, stop that. uh, It's not even that. I'm saying like it feels like they put it out because they thought they could capitalize on a live one. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I don't think that the love and the passion was as much in Alive Two as it was in Alive. And you can feel it's palpable. You know what I mean? It's you can feel it.
0: Well, and they went and did an Alive Three, which I will permanently go on record and say I like. Um, I like a live three, by the way. Um, so you're going to live. My, my answer is exactly the same as yours for basically the same reasons. Um, I, well, and I'll tell you why the, you know, what the other thing for me is I'm, I'm curious about you. Um, in my case, we're talking a live one would be a record that I'd wear out a live two isn't. I'd like a live two, but I didn't listen to a live two remotely as much. If I listen to a live two, it's because I just listened to a live one and I want more. I never just put on a live two. If I listen to a live two, it's because I just watched a live one. I know that's a weird way to put it, but I will just be like, I need to go listen to a live one. And I'll put it on, and when a live one is done, I'm done. But when I listen to Alive 1 and I really just want more than I listen to 2, I never just put on Part 2. It's like the sequel. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I will never say a bad thing about Alive 2 because I love it. Um, Plus, I don't know, man. Alive 1's got those, you know, vodka and orange juice. It's got those just classic. (laughs) How many out there like vodka and orange juice? You know, man, uh, I'm just also such a fan of Kiss's first album.
1: <laughs> I heard you out there heard I like the taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I am with the exception of Kissing Time. Oh, and we geez. know that Kissing Time was the, the, not supposed to be on the record. So I don't fault it. I try not to let Kissing Time fault that be the be the Like, normally, like, I will be like, this is a perfect album, but there's a track on it that sucks. I I really don't put Kiss and Time in that category because it was kind of sort of, it was later added by the record label.
1: So I, I almost bought a Kiss copy, a copy of Kiss's first album without that on there at a record show recently. So I don't fault that.
0: In other words, I don't let that song stop it from being such a great album.
1: It's a fun song. It's it is, not but, good, no, no. but it's a fun song. No, 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 but here's my point.
0: Man, if I only had one Kiss studio album, it's Kiss. It's the first one. No contest. Gonna, it'd I don't be care Destroyer how good Destroyer is.
1: It'd be Destroyer for me.
0: <clears throat> I don't care how good Destroyer is. I didn't say it was better. I said No, no, I'm saying I don't care how good Destroyer is. I'm not taking Destroyer over the first one.
1: See, for me it's it's King of the Nighttime World, it's Detroit Rock City, it's God of Thunder. Like those are almost all my favorite songs. is I think Shout It Out Louds on Destroyer too. I can't remember. Um but you know the, the other choice Why would actually be rock and roll over. I don't remember. I'd have to look. I'd have to yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't keep track of that. Uh I, I'm having a brain I'm I have brain hiccups left and right. But uh um, No, Shout It Out Louds Destroyer. Yes, I thought no, I, I thought I, so, I, I, but yeah,
0: I I, I can uh, it. doesn't too, matter. I it's listened. either
1: here nor there. Uh, but the other the other one I was gonna say was, and honestly, even before even before um, even before I would put the, now the first Kiss album is a masterpiece, but honestly, I think I would actually even do. I would actually maybe even put Love Gun above it. Really? Yeah, because dude, I stole your love is actually one of my favorite Kiss songs. I stole your love. Shock Me, I freaking love. The song Love Gun, Plaster Caster is just hilarious. That's a great song. No, that is a great um, song. Christine 16, I think. it's also mention, a but, great song. You know, the the first Kiss album is awesome. You know, it's See, got some legendary to tracks. To me, like, the first album, man, Firehouse, Cold Gin.
0: I mean, look, I know it has, like, Strutter on it, right? But I'm talking, like, Deuce, Black Diamond. Yeah, See, but I mean, like, I love Black Diamond. I love Deuce. I love Let Me Know.
1: Cold Gin's my favorite Kiss song. Nothing. Firehouse... Really so- I'll God. be honest with you. Oh, I, I love that album. This, the songs Firehouse, Cold Gin, and Black Diamond, I'll be honest with you, I like those songs. They are at nowhere near my top favorite Kiss songs. As a matter of fact, Black Diamond is actually a song I actually don't like all that much. Oh,
0: I love that song. Oh,
1: I man. do like 100,000 Years. It must have you know been what, a bitch while I was going you know what's, what's funny about this is, this is an odd...
0: And this isn't even the point of the question, but... This is an odd example where I think the first Kiss album is more of, like, a meat and potatoes straightforward rock album where, like, Destroyer and stuff like that was the big, like, the big over-the-top spectacle. And What's interesting is that I'm the one who went with the, like, stripped-down, more classic rock first album. You would think I would be the—you would think it would be the exact opposite. You know what I mean? You would think I'd be the fan of like Destroyer and Rock and Over, and you would be the bigger fan of the first record because those that would play into more of us. I don't know, man. Maybe I, I think I like the first album so much though because nothing by Kiss got spun by me more than a live one. Like a live one was just in it's been in regular rotation for me.
1: For yeah, man. 25 plus years. If I you're just talking, love that album. If you're talking eras, I'm gonna take Kiss Alive over any of their first three albums. I'm gonna take their th- I'm gonna take their second three albums over Kiss Alive 2 all day long. Because looking at rock and roll all over, I want you is amazing. Calling Doctor I Love, love you know that's a favorite of mine. Um, uh, Dude, hard you know luck, know luck song woman. Awesome? Making love, making love, making love all night long. Uh, hard luck, you'll be a hard luck woman. Baby, till you find him, man. I love this. Oh, song. you know what? By the way,
0: I did finally, um, if, if we didn't say this because Rex got it for me, I did finally drop the needle on Smash the Smash and some hits. I had some awesome. Time. Um I've had it on cassette for a billion years. And um, so that, I will tell you, that got a ton of airplay for me because I had it on cassette. And when I had a car that only had a cassette deck, I played it a lot. <laughs> Um, Which was last week. No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, thing is, though, man, you always talk about let's put the X and Sexes being on there. You forget to mention that you make me rock hard is also the pervy song on there. Like I love that Smashes, Fashions, and Hits had two original songs and they're both pervy. Like well, I love it. So, so you know, I, I that's think a great. You, album, by the way, you said
1: you said this, so I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. But you said you know your birthday was recent. Yeah. yeah I was that. at a record show. Right. And I was like. I saw that and I was I, I talked and also I got you let them eat metal by the rods which is just cool. Um, yeah, if you've never if you don't know that album, look up the cover and you'll understand why I bought it for Duff. Um, um, I but, saw but, those two albums; they were the same seller. I looked at the guy and I said, "Look, my buddy's birthday is is you know is like this week." I was like, "What can you do for me on these?" He gave me a killer deal, and I was like, "You know what? I don't want to live in a world just like." Just like when I bought you Animal, F Like a Beast, that single by Wasp, I said, I don't want to live in the world where Duff does not own a copy of Let's Put the X in Sex and let them eat metal on vinyl. I said, I just don't want to live in that world. And I I also gave you, I had an extra copy of denim and leather. And I also gave you that because again, I do not want to live in a world where Duff does not own denim and leather on vinyl. Talk about a record. I could listen to all day. By the way, I will say this about,
0: about, and I have said this since I had it on cassette. I wish to God, and I know why it is. I wish to God I was made for loving. You was not on smashes, thrashes and hits. The reason I say that is because I love the record. It's so awesome. The fact that it has like the classic kiss, um, but it's just, it's, it's a great, it's got the Eric Carr version of singing Beth. Like I just, I do. I love it. And then that one's just sitting there like, damn it. Cause like, it's a greatest, hit, it's a greatest hit. You don't want to skip a track. I just, you don't. Yeah, and it kills me that that's floating on that record because I'm like, like rock and roll all night. Dude, I'm sick of it. I don't care if I go the rest of my life ever hearing that again, but I'm not going to skip it on a greatest hits. It should be there. It's a killer song. I know that I was made for loving you was their biggest song ever. That and Beth were like the songs they made tons of money off of, but I don't want it on that. I don't want it on there. I don't want it on there. I don't want to listen to Heaven's on Fire and Colin Dr. Love. Even Beth, I don't mind because it's a, you know, a ballad does it fine. But you're going to go, you go from Tears Are Fallen, it's bookended by Tears Are Fallen and Rock and Roll All Night. And then you put the disco song in the middle, and I'm just like, dude.
1: Yeah, Sure Know Something. I mean mm. Dynasty, Dynasty was not their highest, but Sure Know Something was a good song. I sure No, I, Sure know, know Something is a something. great song.
0: I sure Know Something. The, the, the and I I will always stand behind. I love the version they do of that on Unplugged. But they, they because I remember Paul Stanley was like, "This is our record called Dynasty." In Australia they call it Dynasty, which is a really stupid thing to point out. But anyway, it's um it's just a cool song. So um
1: so oh, and okay, by the way, wanna... live
0: Three—the the reason to get a live Three is because it opens with Creatures of the Night, and it's, it's that right there is worth the price of admission. But again, I was made for loving yous on that damn thing. I love that they play Heaven's on Fire and Unholy. You know, like it's—it's it's such a cool live album. With
1: that, like it's. Ugh.
0: Anyway, go on.
1: Um, do you want to do funny ones? Do you want to take another serious one? What do you want to do? <laughs> um, you've only asked
0: me one serious one, right? Yes. All right. Go ahead and ask me a serious one. Then we'll do our stupid ones. And then I'll probably call it an evening.
1: All right. Let's see here. Uh,
0: hmm. I mean, I we're, we're at, at like the hour and a half point at this point. So we've got, uh-huh. we've got some time.
1: All right. Let's see. I'm trying to think, I'm looking at my list and I'm trying to think of one that, so I don't want to ask you another question kiss question I have a kiss question on here but I don't want to do that again because I don't want to retread right over that no but I would love to another time because I,
0: I love I don't want to talk about kiss all the time but they're such a great band they're just a great band that you can have I'm sorry but in the world of bands you can have a lot of great discussions about they really are they really I, are a band that there's they, they they're they're diverse enough and they have so much stuff going on that you can really get some great conversations about kiss we've done it more I, than once like it's it's a great Great conversation.
1: As I said, <clears throat> a lot of this got pulled from my Halloween list. And look, I'm going to be hey, honest man, with y'all. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I start celebrating Halloween on November 1st. I mean, <laughs> that Halloween season begins for me right after it ends. I never stop with Halloween. Um, I have Halloween masks all over my basement, uh, where my office is. I've got a huge collection of horror figures. Like I'm so, I don't care if it's early September. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you one. Rank these songs And you're going to know the theme immediately And I I probably forgot a couple that I could have put on this list But I'm only going to do four So rank these songs Lycanthropy by Six Feet Under Wolf by Iced Earth Of Wolf and Man by Metallica And Bark at the Moon by Ozzy This is actually really hard Um...
0: Oh this is kind of hard you know what? I, I'm actually not gonna overthink this and I'm debate okay, you know what? I'm not gonna overthink this. And Okay, will you do me a favor? Yeah. On your notes I want you to mark what you think my ranking's gonna be. Don't tell me. Cause I'm curious if you if you are if you have any idea what mine are gonna be. I, I think I, I think I have an idea of what it's gonna be. I'm either going to be exactly what you're thinking or nowhere near it. My number one, Bark of the Moon. I think that wins easy. The record sucks. But Bark of the Moon is just an amazing song. I, I mean, Bark of the Moon is among Ozzy's best work ever. Um, number two is of Wolf and Man. I actually love that song. Um, I am not the world's biggest Metallica fan anymore. And that is for two reasons. We talked about our story earlier. Like when a band just stops writing material that I like, it makes it a little bit harder to, but I'm, I will always be a fan of classic Metallica. Um, but we have talked about the black album and how great it is. Dude, if Wolf and man, I rank that among like best songs on the record. Um, I actually think I've called that the best song on the record. So, a Wolf and Man is is my number two. Three and four are actually really hard. Interestingly enough, if I'm going... Okay, I'm not going to say best to worst because I like all four songs. If I'm ranking the songs in order of what I like the most, I'm going to go number one, Bark at the Moon, number two, a Wolf and Man, number three, Lycanthropy, number four, Wolf, because realistically, Wolf is nowhere near my favorite Ice Star song. The only thing about Lycanthropy is the riff with that song and Replica by by Fear Factory. I confuse which one is which in my head all the time. They're the same thing, <laughs> I forget which riff. It, you know, I know that sounds like a weird thing, but if you play them back to back, it's like which one is which. Um, but I love Lycanthropy. About the wolf. song about the wolf? About the wolf. Um, but I uh, I do, man. I think L- You know what? Like. That first, si- I, man, we've talked about this on numerous times. Come on, man. In the world of, I, I don't know, death metal, I, th- th- there's, there's a debate if that era of, of Six Feet Under with death metal or not. It was really more like kind of like groove metal with death vocals. Whatever, don't care. It's haunted by Six Feet Under is flawless start to finish. There's not a bad song. There's not a weak song. There's not a weak moment on that record. That is one of those like, holy crap, where did this come from? I mean, I love Cannibal Corpse and I love 90s Cannibal Corpse. But to think that Chris Barnes could leave that band and do Six Feet Under, which sounds nothing like Cannibal Corpse, and it be on the same, I'm sorry, but that record's on the same damn level of Cannibal Corpse at the time. It's such a great record. Well, it's kind of like Down's first album. Like, the fact that Pantera was firing on all cylinders, they are one of the best bands in the world, and Phil went out and did something completely different with NOLA, and objectively speaking, it's on the same damn level. Like It's amazing. I, Down is nowhere near as good as Pantera, not even in the same category. But the first record is one of those all-time great albums. I think the first Six Feet Under record, is an all, it's just an all-time great album. Say what you want about Chris Barnes, it's amazing on that record. His vocals are great. The songwriting is great. Every damn, like, the first Six Feet Under record is a great example of how you can write a seriously heavy album with seriously heavy vocals, and every single song on that record is catchy. Every song on that record will get stuck on your head. And I mean that. Like, dude, Remains of You, how would that not get stuck in your head? Beneath a Black Sky, Still Alive, Tomorrow's Victim, like, every one of those songs is just catchy, man. That, that, that was one of those things where, like, the sun and moon, you know what I mean? Um, well, I, I was, it's it's a fun conversation for another time, like, when a band puts out a record better than they are. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I'm sorry, but Haunted is better than they are. It is. I think that record is better than Chris Barnes. I do. It's just, it, it's, well, you know what else to think about that record, too? And I love early, I love early Cannibal Corpse. But early Cannibal Corpse, you know, they had been around for a couple of years, you know. They had a few albums out, right? Um, But Cannibal Corpse was still experimenting and kind of finding themselves. I mean, when you listen to the first four Cannibal Corpse records, they're not really the same. You know, they're really still finding their groove. Six Feet Under comes out and puts on a record like, dude, when you hear that first Six Feet Under record, am I the only one who feels like you, you would have felt that band had been around for 20 years. They were just so good, you know? I don't know, man. That Six Feet Under record, God, it's amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bark at the Moon one, but of Wolf and Man, is so damn close as a number two. Yeah. Yeah, Bark of the Moon of Wolf and Man, Lacanthropy Wolf. For the surprise that I put Iced Earth last. Um, but again, it's not my favorite Iced Earth song. And so I don't think it's the best representation of Iced Earth. I think it's an awesome vocal line, and Rich Christie's drums are awesome in it. Otherwise, eh, not my favorite song. I also think. Now, Lacanthropy is just because I really like it. As much as I love Iced Earth, though it's hard to put it next to, it's hard to put a lot known. I mean, there's some ice earth that can stack up against it, but a lot of ice earth, even the stuff I really love stacking it up against something off the black album is just going to be hard. It's going to be hard for most bands to stack up something against a great song off the black album and bark at the moon is just to me, just it's such a great song in the world's worst record. <laughs> that album is embarrassingly bad now i understand why but that album is embarrassingly bad like but i also need to say this provided we're talking the album version of that song and not zach wilde ruining it i'm sorry i hate the way zach wilde plays that song i just hate it i hate the way zach wilde throws pinch harmonics all over that song i hate it um I'm actually, I'm looking at the record at Bark at the Moon. I'm like, God, this album is so bad. Uh, Okay, serious question. Like, I'm going to put you on the spot. Like, I don't know if you're looking, if you look at Bark at the Moon, other than the title track, if I had to ask you to pick a best song on the record, could you even do it? Oh,
1: let me see. Sorry, I don't mean to
0: flip this back around you. And I'm curious, by the way, what your ranking of my song, what you thought my ranking was going to be. And by the way, I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't trying to be sneaky. I just I'm I'm being honest, but
1: probably I mean, if I had if you held a gun to my head, yeah, it'd probably be I'm rock not, and roll rebel. Okay, yeah, me too. I was gonna say, like, is Rock
0: and Roll Rebel the least pile of crap on that record? I know there's gonna be people out there like, I love Bark at the Moon. It's,
1: it's the best Ozzy like, ever. I mean You're no Different is just such a cheesy synth <laughs> song. <laughs> You're no different than me. Eh...
0: How well, I mean, time, you, know, you know,
1: Ozzy was comatose on that record.
0: Like in, in in all the time that Ozzy was comatose, Ozzy was comatose on that record. Yes, I'm aware that Sharon arranged it so that Ozzy got full writing credits. You know, that's the best part of that record that it says that all all songs and lyric or all all music and lyrics written by Ozzy. Like, come on. Really? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's bad enough you give him co-writing credits on records. But to try to pretend that Ozzy wrote Bark at the Moon, really? He wrote that? Come on. He didn't write, he didn't write had nothing to do with it. You know? That song is so Jakey Lee, it's crazy. Um, uh, and, and actually, you know, Bark at the Moon, and Jakey Lee has done a lot of great stuff. And uh, The Ultimate Sin clearly blows Bark at the Moon out of the water. But, you know, Jakey Lee's stamp on the world is Bark at the Moon. That's his stamp on the world. Like, I mean, Randy Rhodes is clearly greater than Crazy Train, but that was his stamp on the world, you know? Uh, Bark of the Moon is, is Jakey Lee's, whereas, you know, Zach Wilds would probably be like No More Tears or maybe Mom, I'm Coming Home, but probably No More Tears. Um, Bark of the Moon, man, I mean, dude, it's one of those songs that every guitar player wanted to learn how to play. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. So anyway. And of Wolf and Man, dude, like, if you listen to the Black Album, I am... Eh. There are some kind of not great tracks on the Black Album. I'm sorry to, like, piss all over people's opinions of the Black Album. I love the Black Album. I think it's sonically the greatest sounding record ever, ever recorded on an analog. I don't think anything touches it. Um, Like... My Friend of Misery is a crap song with a great intro. You know, Um, Holier Than Thou is cool and heavy, but dude, it doesn't stack up against that record. Of Wolf and Man, it's not the best song on the record because it's when you have something like Unforgiven and even Enter Sandman. I mean, that's a song. Enter Sandman broke them into mainstream. Um, But dude, Of Wolf and Man, probably my favorite song on the record. Um, So anyway, that's my ranking. I'd be curious what you thought it was going to be.
1: Almost upside down. Yeah, I kind of. I thought you were going to rank Lycanthropy and Wolf up top, and A Wolf and Man and Bark at the Moon towards the bottom. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean that—that's about what I was gonna. That's about what I was gonna say. So literally, it was almost upside down. In, in, interestingly, though, I will tell you this is hard because it's a crapshoot. I really do like all four songs.
0: Um, now. Which one captures the theme the best? I'm actually gonna go Lycanthropy. I think that one just kills it. Like it's awesome. Mm, see, I'm gonna so well I mean what I mean is like, I don't know, man. Like if I'm like, I want to listen to a song about that, like, I don't know. It's the one about the wolf. <laughs> well the other three can't say that. Only Lycanthropy is the one about the wolf.
1: So I'm gonna say, see, I'm 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 going to say that Wolf by Iced Earth. Uh, so, my ranking would honestly probably be, just just to put it out there, I'd honestly probably say Wolf by Iced Earth, Bark at the Moon by Ozzy, Of Wolf and Man by Metallica and Lycanthropy Last. So, and the reason why is because, and, and there's there's a personal reason for this, Wolf is more so about, to me, at least when I listen to the song... What I hear more is less about werewolf in general, and more about the movie The Wolf because, Man. But the Universal it was, monsters, it yeah. was about that. Yeah. Even horror show- a man who's good, hence says his prayers by night. Well, no, I mean, I, I know you love, I
0: know you love those those horror movies, and with one except, I mean, clearly, um, with the exception of uh, Ghost of Freedom. Um, that whole record is directly about horror movies. Every, and every song right. is trying to tell the story. Every one of them. You know, like Phantom Opera Ghost was telling the story. You know? Um, Dra- oh, dude, Dracula. Oh, that's, that's Dracula is the best song on that record by so many levels. I'm talking like it's a good album, then there's Dracula. Like. Dracula is an example of a song that is better than Iced Earth. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm a, again huge Iced Earth fan,
1: but holy crap, is that an amazing song? Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> no, so I mean that would be my ranking, but yeah, I thought my I thought yours was going to be upside down. So
0: yeah, I all mean, right.
1: I just I don't know, man. I like Bark of the Moon is just
0: so cool. The guitar is awesome. It, it's Ozzy's like I, to me. It's a song that I kind of associate with Ozzy. It's one of those if someone asks me to like name Ozzy songs, it's one of the first that comes to mind. Just I don't know. I think it just fits them. It's, it's, it's a killer vocal performance, despite a crap record. It's a great vocal performance. It's one I always wanted record. them to play live. Um and of Wolf and Man is just God, such a good song. Um Yeah. Shape anyway.
1: Shift.
0: Such a cool song, man. I mean, I love I love I mean I, I I like some of the,
1: um, like it was I love. Kind of out of place. What's that? Like the, lyrically, to me, that was that song was kind of out of place. Because, like go. you know, Metallica was never. Metallica wrote about like fictional stuff, but they never were like a monster band. Do you know what I mean? Oh sure, sure. No, no, so, no, like, no, 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 no. And no, in the context of the album, like the rest of the stuff, I don't know. It was. It's that might be why I like it so much because it, it is a track that. Uh, there's a couple of songs that don't really fit the album
0: um and uh sound wise holier than now doesn't really fit the record because it's just they're, they're, the whole album is record i mean dude said but true is a super heavy song but holier than now is a little bit eh, it stands out a little hey. bit on that but remember when uh, man, remember i do when- agree that a wolf and man is a, in a lot of ways a song that kind of sounds a
1: little different um remember like when, i'm a big uh, fan of the
0: song don't tread on me
1: like i love that song remember when snoop dogg covered covered said but true no and i'm probably glad i don't you don't remember that metallica icon i swear to god i watched it with you oh it was that wait. mtv special where they now had all the, the different bands like cover like corn that's covered when, that's one. when jim
0: brewer did the did yeah. the Metallica impression yeah i guess i don't i guess i tried really hard to
1: forget i always love that i always like after jim brewer does the james Hatfield impression they interviewed james or they had a camera on james and goes i don't sound like that yeah yeah yeah. all right i guess i do <laughs> like oh my god yeah no that was i i thinking back i do know what you're talking about but i remember snoop dogg was like he, he they they played the track for sad but true and then he just walks up on stage and goes hey I'm your life. I'm the one who takes you there. And and it was literally like the worst thing in the world because he was trying to rap a song that's not a rap. Look, oh, I know. I'm not trying to take a crap on Snoop Dogg. I'm just saying like that was like an awful fit for a song oh, choice. No. For no, 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 no.
0: And, you know, like and I, I am not a guy who's into rap, but it's hard for me to say anything bad about Snoop because he's just a guy who's like just stoned and happy. You know, like. It, it, you know what I mean? He's just stoned and he just wants to smoke pot and hang out with Martha Stewart and be happy. Like, and his music was always that way. Like, either gangster rap, whatever, but like, dude, you listen to Snoop, you're like, "Yeah, it's all right." Like, I could see it being summer and you just want to drink and get high and chill with your buddies. Like, I get it. Snoop shows up, it's a party. It's just a bad. It's a bad fit for him. It's just a bad fit, not to mention not only is rapping over that song weird, but it's not like it's Ice T rapping over it. What I mean by that is Ice T is a bit more of an aggressive rapper. You know, Snoop's all like, "Yeah, laid well, I mean, but back. it's
1: it's not like a rhythmatic
0: song. Like, no one, well, especially not when your delivery is like laid back, yeah. Like that doesn't make sense in that song. It doesn't make any sense. Rapping over that song is weird." But it's especially weird when you're like, "I'm getting high." Sad but true. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. But uh, you know what I mean. Whatever. They were probably like, "Hey, Snoop's here. Let's all go get high." <laughs> you want to get high? You so, want to get
1: high? <laughs> why don't you? Uh, why don't you give me? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we move on? Why don't you give me your funny one? I'll do my funny one, and then we'll call it an e- evening. evening. Yeah, it's good because we could do another one of these next week because these are always fun.
0: Um, okay. In the in the showdown of the ultimate guitar destruction, what is cooler to you? Ted Nugent defeating a screen door or George Lynch defeating a, de- a bedroom wall? Okay, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah. in the High Enough vid- video, before playing a solo, Ted Nugent decides he needs to <laughs> kick down a screen door. And in the Dream Warriors video before George Lynch plays a solo, he has to kick down a wall and you know, he's like bust through a wall.
1: Okay, I know, I know this is against the rules, but I'd like to give my own honorable mention. Okay. Warren D. Martini dropping through the ceiling onto okay, the dining room no, table.
0: You know what? No, no, no. That's not cheating, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead and add that on there because it's literally the same thing. I just um the only reason I didn't add it was I was trying to just make it two. so But you just asked me one with four. So no, 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 no. I literally had that written down. I just it was like, yeah, I guess I'll pick two.
1: So no, the, the original intention of the question was to be all three. So that's so not cheating. Go ahead and put all three. I'm going to say Warren D. Martini, and here's why. Because, sure, Ted Nugent, Ted Nugent kicked down a screen door. Sure, George Lynch busted through a wall. Now, the funniest part of the George Lynch busting through a wall was the fact she's, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Patricia Arquette's terrified, and then all of a sudden she sees George Lynch, and she's like, "Oh, it's just George Lynch," <laughs> and she just gets a smile on her face. But thanks for busting through the wall and playing that solo. Yeah, the thing that makes the thing that, makes, the thing that makes Warren D Martini and you and I always talk about how we notice the stupidest things in like videos and stuff. Well, which is and why, then, why like, I
0: mentioned like Ted Nugent kicking down a screen door. Yeah, like
1: you know? we 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 at one point with our band wanted to do a music video where. It was me and the other guitar player just kicking in doors and breaking through walls, and like that—that that was like the idea for the video. Was me and our other guitar player kicking down a screen door, then kicking down a real door, then kicking down a steel door, then kicking down a brick wall, and it would just get progressively like more like ridiculous. Um, of course, we didn't have the budget for that, but it would have been funny. Um, anyway, so. The, the reason I picked Warren Demartini is because, and this is one of those stupid little details only I would notice, right? When he crashes through the ceiling onto the dining room table, if you notice, he at a split second before he sees a solo, he looks over and notice he did not knock down a candlestick. So he takes his guitar and hits it off the table and then starts soloing. So that's why Warren wins because not only did he... Break through something. He noticed he didn't finish the job and finish the job. (laughs) That's why Warren wins.
0: That's so true.
1: Like every time I watch that video, I wait for that scene where he breaks through the ceiling. He looks over and he's like, "Crap!" and then he like hits it.
0: (laughs) I'm, see, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Well, it actually, interestingly enough, um, if I'm ranking like top five favorite guitar players, like. Mr. Lynch and Ted Nugent are both on my top five. Um, I'm just huge fans of both of those guys. I'm going to go Ted Nugent, and I'll tell you why. Because his giant, I'm so awesome smile, like he's proud of himself for kicking that door down. You know, like the other two guys busted through the wall because that wall was their barrier to playing the solo. Ted Nugent kicked the door down because he felt as if it deserved to get kicked down and he wanted to be awesome. Like, it's it's just such a Ted Nugent thing. I think that's why I like it so much. It's so like, if someone was like, how could you like who is Ted Nugent? I'd be like, that guy. Like, if you want to describe Ted Nugent to anybody, just show him kicking the door down and playing a solo. You kinda, you understand Ted Nugent. Guys, you know, real like I always say this. Forget about the political stuff. If you want to understand Ted Nugent, that clip is all you really need. You get it. You get it. You know? Anyway, that's why I would go Ted Nugent. But they're all awesome. They're they're all awesome. And I'm I'm like I said, I only didn't put Warren D. Martini in it because I was trying to just make it two. Um, but since we since we went with four, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right, what do you got for me? I just want to see <laughs> what you've got for me.
1: So this is kind of a dumb one. I don't care. But it's funny, okay? Yeah. Would you rather live? Would you rather have to be forced to live as modern Vince Neal for a week or have to plaster cast Tommy Lee Schlong? Okay, here's a question.
0: <laughs> I need some clarifications here. Tommy Lee now or 1980? No, 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 that's not the question. If I'm spending a week as Vince Neal, do I have
1: to walk or try to fit into something? You gotta live your life, man. You can't just lay on the couch eating Big Macs. I mean, I work from home. Because see, like my gut
0: instinct is like I'll be Vince Neal, because dude, I'd eat really well.
1: Like, no, you gotta be-
0: you you gotta do Vince Neal things, man. He's on tour right now. Oh God. I don't I don't know how he fits in a I don't know how he fits in a tour bus, let alone like a taxi.
1: Dude, you couldn't put him in a limbo. Like, where is he gonna sit? Vince needs his own bus. Oh, he's such a dick. No, no, he needs his own bus because that's the only way we're gonna get to the next town. <laughs> oh man. Can you you know what?
0: Like, could you imagine being being Vince Neal and like having to
1: having to like <laughs> he greet? gets
0: in the bus and you just see
1: it lower like three inches? <laughs>
0: could you imagine if he gets to a club and finds that he has to walk upstairs? <laughs>
1: Like he had the roadie. Do, do do you think the roadies would have to carry him? No, I think I think what they do is they have one of those chairs. <laughs> 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 dude, 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 I told I would I would be shocked if he doesn't have one in his house. Like the one of the ones Vinny was talking about where the like the, the ones that drive yeah. you up the wall. Dude, like like, I'm aware that he has more money he, that he
0: wouldn't actually shop there. But Vince Neal's the kind of guy who would ride one of the ride one of the little things at Walmart. You know, <laughs> where, where with with like his thighs and ass hanging over the sides.
1: <laughs> and he'd be like he'd be walking up to his associate, Hey man, where are you gonna find out? What where you gonna find it? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Dude, I forgot about that actually the better
0: question would be what would be worse like well that is the question no 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 no. the, the better question would be what would what would be worse having to walk up a flight of stairs as vince neal or having to try to order something at the drive-thru as vince neal
1: uh, uh, like, no one's going to understand what he's asking for. Oh, please. They'd throw something in the bag and they'd be happy. As <laughs> long as it wasn't a salad, he'd could, be
0: happy. Could you try? Could you imagine him trying to say, like, hold the pickles? Like, dude, it would be just... Wait,
1: wait. It's Vince Neil. Just throw about 30 Big Macs in a bag and he'll be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. How much? It'll be... Big Macs are 103, man. Oh, God. No, oh, he, he can say Big Mac. Big Mac. Excuse me, oh, yeah, sir. Can I take Big your Mac, order?
0: Big Mac 103. Yeah, but dude, can you imagine what happens to his blood pressure when he finds
1: out that they're not a three? Oh, that's why he just oh, books God. a couple oh, more God. shows.
0: Oh, my God. They're $4. <laughs> oh, God.
1: The reason why, the reason why Motley Crue is on their second leg of their tour, their re, uh, retirement tour, is because the price of Big Macs went up. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I wish Camp Chaos
0: still existed just so they could make cartoons about (laughs) Fat Vince Neal. If you remember, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the old Camp Chaos cartoons that are like the the Metallica Napster bad cartoons, can you imagine how much fun they would have had with Fat Vince Neal?
1: My hunk! My (laughs) hunk! It's so disgusting.
0: Oh, God. Like, it's just wrong. It's wrong. My hunk! Could you imagine seriously like
1: when when you're talking about Vince Neil kickstart my heart is is not only a song it's also an instruction in case he passes out Man,
0: (laughs) could you imagine like like there's no way that guy
1: (laughs) can can you imagine like standing there hey Vince I can't help but notice you got kickstart your heart on kickstart my heart on a bracelet all right man that's awesome to commemorate that song no, no, this is a medical alert
0: bracelet. <laughs> dude, dude. All right, so so I don't mean to be gross here, but I need to ask a really painful question. Uh, I don't know if I have
1: the answer, man. I just wrote the question. I don't no, know no, any no, details. No. I don't expect you to have the
0: answer. No, no, this, this, is, a, this is a rhetorical question.
1: You're not allowed to take
0: a dump on the tour bus. Like, I know that, right? Like, that's rule number one of touring. There's two—the two biggest rules of touring, you know? Number one, you sleep feet toward the front of the bus. That way, if the bus stops really quickly, you don't break your neck. And number two, you don't take a dump in the bus, right? Those are the two rules. Which means when they're on tour, like, there's no way he fits into a stall in a normal public restroom. Like, what's he do? Goes out into a (laughs) field— How did he get there? And he's going to run out. Like, oh, my God. He's so disgusting. Oh, man. His fingers are so fat. I don't even know how. He's like one of those guys with, you know, he's tried. Can you imagine him, like, trying to hold food when he, like, his fingers are so fat there's no space between them? Like, oh, my God. It's just he's he's wrong. My honk. (laughs) Oh, not to mention. Could you imagine having to be that guy like forget about all the rest of it. Can you imagine like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, like when could you imagine like there has to be there has to be a day when Doyle wakes up and goes, damn it. I have to put uh, you know, I needed to go. I need to go to the store, but damn it. I got to put my make. I really just wanted some vegan milk. Now I got to put my makeup on like the burden it must be for him. And I mean, I'm joking, but he, he that is his brand. And he's never photographed without it. Like, does he ever go? Oh man, I gotta, I gotta put the makeup on. Really, all I wanted to do was run I down need some to, toilet paper. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I really needed some ass wipe. What do I do? I have to put, I have to put, you know, my makeup on. You know, and take my ma- shirt off. Could you imagine? Like, I wonder if every day when Vince Neal wakes up, if he if he goes, ah, damn it, I'm still Vince Neal, Like, does he do
1: that? You know, like, no, maybe he says, ah, damn it, I still have to be Vince Neal and sends his roadie out to McDonald's. <laughs> oh man! Like, uh, hey man, I've
0: I've said this before. I'll said it said it once, and I'll say it again. If you ever wondered what happened to all of Van Halen's brown M and M's, my hunk. Vince Neal ate them all. <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> <He> t- <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> uh, I think we need to change. You know how people are like that's like a kid in a candy shop. Maybe it needs to be that's like Vince Neal in a candy shop. It's like that's that's like Vince Neal in a <laughs> that's like like Vince Neal in a burger factory. Oh my god! Oh dude, seriously, can you imagine like if he showed up at a barbecue? You'd be like, God oh, damn it! Sorry, folks, no one else is eating. And, I, you know, for the record, remember this, folks. Before you get on me and be like, oh, there you go, making fun of fat people, I'm making fun of a guy who literally killed somebody. You got to remember this. Vince Neil literally killed somebody. I'm making fun of him being fat because I'm making fun of him, and him being fat is something about him that I want to make fun of. <laughs> be- oh, God. Uh, so, what's your answer? I got I, I would rather plaster cast or Tommy Lee because I don't want to have to be Vince Neil. <laughs> as long as that's all I have to do with Tommy Lee's pecker, the um, uh, You'd have yeah. to like bring in like three bags of plaster. <laughs> oh yeah, it would take a lot of plaster. It would take a lot of plaster. Oh, oh. Uh, you have to get well, some and
1: coveralls.
0: At, at least, you know what, though? At least with Tommy Lee, I know what to expect. Because, uh, you know, 20 some odd years ago, I got a free copy of the Pam and Tommy sex, ma- sex tape sent to me in the mail.
1: <laughs> and and the, the funny thing is, at no point, anyone listening to this show who's a regular listener never crossed their mind, did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> Because was, they know they know better. It was a free gift with my order.
0: I am I am dead serious. What's I had I had it as a free gift, <laughs> and I got the VHS tape. And yeah, damn right, I watched it. And honestly, it's terrible, is what it is. It's terrible and pointless. But you, you gotta watch it, you know. Uh, oh, dude, come on! Celebrity sex tapes are the best. They're the best because they're all terrible. Like they're all terrible. It doesn't matter which one you watch. They're all terrible. Um <laughs> uh, seriously, like I'm trying to oh God, are there any are there any that aren't like absolutely terrible? I don't think there are. They're they're all like just even so, even when like it's like, oh man, she's hot. I can't wait. Nope nope (laughs) because you you end up seeing things you just didn't want to see you know like 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 if you look like all of the sex tapes of all the like female wrestlers for the most part they're all pretty they're all pretty terrible (laughs) you're like oh god there's just some things about those people you don't want to know you know and you know what the worst part is though like when the sex tape legitimately does like totally ruin it for you, you should be like, "Man, you just killed that for me." I would. I thought that. Nope, nope. I thought she was hot. I wanted to toss her one, but after I've seen that, I really don't think I want to anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I, I. It's just like, what? I don't. Uh, like I mean, I will never. I will probably never stop having nightmares about the China sex tape. (laughs) And for the record, it's not even because of China. I can, I'm, whatever, that's cool. I will never get over X-Pac in the China video. Like, that is just disgusting. You know what? The only one I've watched multiple times, though, is the one of Sonny. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Tammy Sitch. Like, yeah. um, but you know why I like her so much? Cause she's pissed the whole time that she has to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like, and the, 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 the guy that she's with in it is all the time. Like, no, move that. No, stop doing that. Like he's correcting her the whole time. Not because he's an, because he's an ass. It's because she's terrible and shouldn't be there. And he's like, move that out of the way. Like, stop. Do-. It's just, it's, it's funny. Like, no, stop. <laughs> the camera needs to see you. You idiot. Like um, it's just it's just funny, you know, um, but I've, so I've watched that one 100 times, so yeah, I guess, I guess if I have to pick, um yeah, like 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 the, if you, I mean, if you're asking me like, would you rather be would you rather blank than have to be Tommy Lee? I mean, or no than have to be Vince Neal? I mean, I would rather be Vince Neal than Carl Logan. But that's pretty much about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh. I couldn't do my job. I'm like I work from home, so I wouldn't have to walk very much, but there's no way you could type with those fat fingers. Like like go to your go go to the go to your fridge and see if you have like some you know, some bratwurst. Like bring some bratwurst out and try to type on a keyboard with bratwurst. Like it doesn't work. There's no way. So yeah, I guess I go plaster caster with Tommy Lee. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. But Vince Neal shouldn't be proud to be himself either. Um oh God. <laughs> That's funny. God, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Vince Neal's the worst. Um, all right. <laughs> uh well, okay, man. We've been at this for about two hours. It's a you know, hey, we we've said recently that our um our episodes are a little bit shorter than they used to be. But man, uh I'm all about doing this show every week. Um, I know. And there's going to be another week in a couple of weeks that I can't do it because I have to go back home um, for some family stuff. But it's also, in in total fairness to anybody listening, because, you know, every once in a while people are like, I liked it when your episodes were longer. Or back in the day, people were always thanking us when we'd have longer episodes. Uh it's kind of sort of better, and I don't want to speak for Rex, but certainly me. It's kind of better for my own mental health that this, the episodes aren't as long. And I say that only because it's easier on my body if I'm not doing this show until five o'clock in the morning. Um, it's also easier on my 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 level of sanity. Um So it's just it's all it's better all around for me um to, to not be doing this show. Three and a half, four hours long an episode. That that was very tolling on me um, mentally and physically. So, you can call me old. I'm fat, but I ain't Tommy Lee. I want to get a shirt that says at least I'm not... To, or, not Tommy Lee, Vince Neil. I want to get a shirt that says at least I'm not Vince Neil. Like, if someone made that shirt, I would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> they, someone really should make the shirt with him standing next to the the abominable snowman that one is great that is the best picture ever it is the best
1: photo ever uh, uh, if you don't know I think know it's se- you- I think it's second behind Sylvester Stallone and the green uh, pepper
0: well yeah okay i <laughs> agree <laughs> oh god you can't see me uh, anyway um so <laughs> <sighs> been kind of fun. I'm glad we went back to doing uh, a tough choices. It's been a long time. Been a few years since we've done one of these. Um, expect us to do more of these again. Um, there's two reasons. One, they're fun to do, and people like listening to them. And number two, it means we don't have to think up a topic because we already have some questions <laughs> written down. Uh, so it, it works for us being lazy. But you know, that's how the world works. So anyway, hey, um, we say this all the time. Don't forget, if you like the show, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Heavy Metal Hangover. Those are really the only two forms of social media that uh, we really use. Um, we are light users of social media. We don't push out a lot of stuff to social media. Um, we don't advertise on there. We don't do anything like that. But it is legitimately a way to get a hold of us. Uh, and we like hearing from listeners. Uh, we have some listeners that talk to us all the time. Some that are um, th- th- that hit us up from time to time. I am apologizing in advance if it takes us a little while to respond. um, I don't know. We see the notifications because I don't really use Facebook or Instagram all that much. If I'm on Instagram, I'm looking at boobs, probably not checking messages. But uh, all joking aside, just realize we're not ignoring you if it takes a little bit. But we are glad that you hit us up um, and we will absolutely get back to you. It's totally fun. So anyway, I'm ready to get out of here and uh, go get a snack because... You talk about Vince Neil enough, I get hungry. You know, I don't know. I need a burger. No, there's nowhere. There's nowhere open that I can get a burger. But I'll figure something out. Anyway, so we're actually doing the same thing. (laughs) Seriously, we have White Castle's open, but I don't want to drive all the way there. There is literally where I live. Nothing open after like ten o'clock ever. It's the worst. Um, like even like the gas stations, they would have put. I can't even get a roller dog. You know what I mean? Like, everything's put away. This sucks. That means if I want food, i got to make it myself. Ugh. This sucks. This really sucks. I'll figure something out. Anyway, so we want to thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week, and we'll, you know, have big fun. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we will see you again next week on another episode of Heavy Metal Hangout. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer-guzzling, head-banging
1: host, Rex and Duff.